So if you say flag football and then you say is for pussies, I have to take flag football. Anybody. I'll do what Taylor doesn't do. Let's go to that back room real right. quick. And Dawn. I want a third choice too, and that third choice is America. Can we all just choose America? The Rob. Anybody. And Dawn Show. Is that how you wanted to start the day, Brandon? Yeah, remember yesterday when I said that uh, tomorrow's going to be perfect? <laughs> Way to start the show. So, so on Rad TV, uh, which you can watch at members.radradio.com, uh, there, there's also, so Brandon and I have our screens. But sometimes Brandon's doing like behind the scenes work that I can see, but viewers can't. Mm. That was not the case. Not this time. As Brandon was queuing up a video that we may or may not get to later. Oh. And I'm like, why, why is that guy being shown? And then I, and oh. then I saw Brandon's face. <laughs> As he just shook his head back and forth as though, man, we're not even three seconds into today. And how you feeling, buddy? You know what? I'm not going to let that phase me. That's, that's the only thing bad that's going to happen All on right. my end today. Excellent. Well, don't feel too bad because during our 5 a.m., there's best of segments that happen. And there was five minutes missing from one of them that we caught, and we had to throw in an extra filler. So if things didn't end right on the 5 a.m. hour, that was also my bad. So. Hey, it's, it's not a rad day if there isn't a fuster clock somewhere. So very good. Uh, we got this email, rad at radradio.com, from uh, Madison. Hey, Madison. She says, I'd like to request a birthday shout-out to my charming, intelligent, and stunningly handsome sugar daddy of a boyfriend, Mr. Jason. Ooh, oh, oh, Mr. Jason. Uh, he's been listening to your show since 2002. He's a loyal maggot who is turning... 49. He's an old mister. <laughs> we have found out that he not only shares his birthday with famous historical figures, Babe Ruth, Ronald Reagan, Bob Marley. She lists those. Also, uh, Rick Astley. Never going to give you oh. up. Uh, Axel Rose has a birthday today. Damn. NBC News uh, uh, anchor for years, Tom Brokaw. And she says, but more importantly, he also shares it with gorgeous local celebrity and famous radio star, the iconic Mrs. Christina Williams. Yeah. How, uh, how nice of you to remember, Madison and Jason. That yes. is. It's my wife's birthday today woo, as well. Woo. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Woo, woo, Madison woo. says uh, that Jason is listening, and it would make us both very happy as this was the least expensive item on his wish list. All right. <laughs> happy, happy birthday. Now eat your f***ing cake. Happy, happy birthday, or we'll punch you in the face. So my wife, Christina, can always remember her birthday moving forward as the day the first thing she heard out of my mouth was, Toby Keith died. Oh, oh yeah. I, I, I knew the uh, the country singer who, uh, his uh, his song, uh, Should Have Been a Cowboy, has always been one of my favorites. That's back when country music was really good. Yeah. Um, but uh, I, I, I knew he had stomach cancer. He announced it in 2022. All indications were that he was doing well. He was at the People's Choice Awards back in September. Looked great. Yeah. Uh, the The... I guess the buzz right now is that he he just he relapsed and didn't want everybody fawning over him and you know doing the tributes oh, as he's on his yeah, way out. Yeah. yeah uh, so oh it, God. Yeah. They, they say they say that he died peacefully. His family was around him because oh. they all knew it was coming. Yeah. So. Yeah. Uh, Toby Keith uh, is uh, number two on the list. Carl Weathers and then Toby oh. Keith. Although Kyle had somebody like in his circle pass away as well, and I'm like, well, there's your three. Yeah, if you do, yeah. if you do the triangle of three, <laughs> yours is completed. But we'll see if. I, by the way, there is no proof. There is absolutely. It's been studied. The, 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 the famous people dying in threes. It's. It's just. Um, it's a bubkiss. Fun to say. I, I, I yeah, that's it's the word. It's fun. But, morbidly you know, fun, I suppose. Right. Yeah, it's like because everybody's now is sitting around. Who's going to be number three? Or they're looking back to late last week. Is there somebody who who died within five days that we should have included in the. Uh, the three. Huh. Uh, we got this email uh, from Adam. Hey, Adam. Uh, he says, please tell me you saw the final contestant last night on Jeopardy. Okay, first of all, Adam, no one saw the final contestant <laughs> on Jeopardy last night. 
as much as uh, Trevor Noah ruined The Daily Show, this is what's been done to Jeopardy. Oh, and I know, I know, you, you know, it's hard to replace Alex Trebek. But oh my gosh, impossible. They didn't try. So no. it, it, nobody nobody cares. The, the Jeopardy is, has gone, uh, they're off the radar. It's just not something people talk about anymore. The ratings are stunningly bad. The, the, the only way they could have saved themselves, and this is not a smart, known to be a smart person, right, like in the educational world, is Ryan Seacrest. He would have done something right. with it just because he's a great host. And he's doing Wheel of Fortune. Exactly. But so, he's like, he's such a great yeah. host and, and and showman. So he would have pulled it out. I don't think he's smart enough. That's the problem. Th that is the problem. Yeah. And yeah. and, and I, we'll, we'll see what happens with Wheel of Fortune, too. I I, I just don't know if either of these shows is going to make it with, with Trebek and uh, Pat Sajak going. You guys think um, game shows are kind of just on their way out? I know no. there's a few. No, really? No. There's strong evidence for them coming Abs back? Absolutely. Being, well, first okay. of all, it's all about the host. And the show being iconic. Yeah. Family Feud is killing it still. Steve oh Harvey, best in the Steve business. Steve Harvey, yes. Uh, uh, $100,000 Pyramid, thanks to Michael Strahan. Killing it, <laughs> getting huge ratings. And, th I mean, there's a whole goddamn network for this. And, and a lot of oh, those yeah. shows are doing really well. It's it's all about the type of game, but also the personality of the host. They're out there. Understood. Uh, that, like, for example, back to the Game Show Network, a show that that, that is awful. And the ratings reflects it. It reflected is this stupid. Uh, I forget what it's called. Is it People Puzzler? Whatever this Leah Remini show is. Oh, the, yeah. the King of Queens bitch. Awful. Yeah. And and she's got a horrible personality on that show. Oh. So it really does come yeah, down. Yeah. See, to this I stuff. like her for other things, not that. I she's even, bad. You think I would tune in because I've enjoyed her, but not as a game show host. It is People Puzzler, by the way. Yeah. Oh, no, it's okay. awful. It's awful. Yeah. I've tried a few yeah. times. Oh God, <laughs> there's another one. Oh boy. Okay. <sighs> what the hell is her name? Bad start. All right. No, no, no. I'm trying to think of a movie where you all can help play this word game. All right, here we go. Okay, Shallow Hal. Jack Black. Gwyneth Paltrow. No, but she was one of the women on there that he thought was beautiful. This was his affliction, right? And But in real life would be considered ugly. She was in the taxi cab. Susan Ward? No. What is she doing now that you're trying to get us to say she's her name? She's doing a game show, and she's doing it terribly. And I don't even remember the name of the game show, so this is wow. terrible. All right. Blonde Nan, hair. Erin uh, uh, Bartlett? No. Nan Martin? No. Are you naming all the people? <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm naming them all. But you said she was in Taxi, like way back in the day? Oh, no, no, no. I'm sorry. She was in a taxi cab in Shallow How. That's how he met oh, her. Oh, gotcha. Brooke Burns? It, yes, that's it. Brooke Burns. Yeah. <laughs> She has got. <laughs> That's also awful. <sighs> anyway, that fell apart. Moving wow. on. Wow. <laughs> that. Uh, are we? Are wait a minute? Did you guys? Did you? Did the oh three of you get together and say, "Let's do the worst opening segment of the, of the show's history"? Oh, it's not that bad. Brandon's gonna screw up Rad TV. Oh Kyle's gonna acknowledge something that we had to find. And then this. Hey, hey, hey. Now, this is crap. my every day. Um, Don't just make it like I just did it today. Is this the show with the three geniuses? And, 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 and they, they have so. to keep it. Yeah. She's the wrong host. She was, she was great on The Beast, yes. uh, who, was, who was one of the geniuses. And now they, they get three other geniuses. Ken Jennings was one I for a while. So, it's yeah. all. Yes, it's a horrible yeah. show. Dog Eat Dog is what that show's called, right? No, that's the NBC. That doesn't sound right. Uh, no, it's on the game show. Okay, why don't we? I tell you one. what. Why don't we move the chase, on? The chase. Right? The chase. Cool. <laughs>
Jesus. This is all your fault, Adam. If you wouldn't have written in and you're wrong about all this anyways, none of this would have happened. I am highly entertained right now. <laughs> Adam says, uh, please tell me that you saw the final contestant last night on Jeopardy. The girl who won was in the middle. All three players waged zero. After winning, she puts up each of her hands with a zero to the other players and looks back and forth while stroking her zero-shaped hands. It was one of the most hilarious moments I've ever seen, and as soon as that happened, I knew everyone was going to blow this up on social media, which I don't use. So I'm channeling it through my one and only radio show. No, it's it's not on social media at all. Oh, buddy. Thank you for sending us the clip through a, through a direct email. I, I, I dove deep. <laughs> Nobody. I guess this determined who's going to the Tournament of Champions or something. Nobody's oh, talking about it. By the way, correction, Brooke Burns hosted the show Masterminds, which is the yes. one you guys are talking about. That is it. Great. All right. Great. Moving along. Okay. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, we got this email uh, yesterday from Michael. Hey, Michael. Now, he actually wrote at the end of yesterday's sports show, the Mixed Pick Sports Show, which we do every morning at 10 a.m., Steve Mickelson and I. And I'm going to read parts of this uh, today when, when we're back at it. But I, I wanted to read parts of it on, on this show uh, as well. Uh, he says, hey, Rob, I am a sports net. Um, not. Like a uh, back. Like a basketball uh, net? Back, back, <laughs> badminton or a volleyball. Oh, He's a sports right, right, net. Right, Would yeah. you just lay down and keep <laughs> I don't know. I am a sports net, and I have been my whole life. I have also learned in the last 25 years that you tend to adapt and adjust the way you do things until you get it right. And that doesn't mean I've always agreed with you or even liked the way you do things, but obviously over 25 years of trusting you. I happen to enjoy you as somebody that has never given up. The sports show, if I can just give you a piece of advice. Love oh. Uh, when people want to listen to sports shows, we want opinions. And I don't feel like you're giving enough of your opinion. People trust you. People know you. You're going to have to form opinions, whether they're popular or not. But I trust you are 100% going to get it right. This is an interesting email uh, because uh, just last week, I was the one that launched into the tirade that the Lakers are not a good basketball team. I was the one yesterday that launched into uh, how the Niners' defense is the key to winning or losing the Super Bowl. Uh, and I don't even have the, the, the whole list here, but I, but I will say this. Um, it, Michael, you're never going to like the sports show. It is evolving. It's, a, what, three weeks in. You're never going to like it. The, 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 the Mixed Pick Sports Show is just like this show when it comes to politics. We don't, have, we don't have teams. We don't have hot takes. We take each particular issue and we evaluate it based on its merits, not whether it's a Democrat or Republican thing. If you want a show where two or more guys are screaming and yelling opinions at each other and always taking a contrarian view and giving, quote, unpopular opinions just because that's what it, you've got 10,000 of those. Steve and I specifically are not doing that. Yesterday, I disagreed with Steve. You just didn't notice because of the way we do things. We were talking about who, uh, what the Bears might do with the first pick in the uh, NFL draft, and I pushed back on him about why they maybe should drop down if they don't want to stay with their current quarterback, uh, Justin Fields, but they don't want to draft Caleb Williams for reasons that we were discussing. And Steve laughed at me in a very polite way, Stuck his ground, and we moved on. You see, there was no yelling. There was no insulting. There was no, well, I'm just going to tell you why you're wrong. That's the show we're doing. That ain't going to change. And if it doesn't work, it doesn't work. But we feel like it is already. Don even had the audacity to compliment me the other day, saying people are seeming to like it, which that had to kill Don. I know she was talking more about Steve than me, but that had to, that had to just, like, she, she, had, she had to heard something over the weekend, to which her response was, really? That show? Ew, the sporty sports show? That's what she calls it. Oh, my God. Um, but we're just, we're not going to do that. Uh, 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 I, I will say, I will say uh, uh, that uh, Steve and I may actually fight 
uh, if because you know Steve has this like positive outlook on everything. Oh, I know it's so sweet. Which which I don't. Um, and if he if he is in any way supportive of pickleball, then he and I will get into a major <laughs> argument. I just don't know when that's gonna happen. Okay, so this guy has has been listening to you for twenty five years. The, the the guy who emailed is that what, what he said? said? Okay, Michael. Do you, you know what? And and you're so right. Rob has proven over your twenty five years of listening, sir, that he just doesn't like to take a stand and give an opinion on things if it's not popular. Well, not yet. I'm not doing I mean, it on the sports show, apparently. Right, but I mean, you've proven that, right? right you, just, yeah. you never give your opinion. <sighs> Darren wrote in and said, 6.15 a.m. Tuesday morning, and Rob has already lost control. It's going to be a good week. Yes. <laughs> yes, it's going to be a good week. Uh, by the way, a complete set of Michael Jordan Championship Air Jordan sneakers oh. worn by Jordan during the clinching uh, victories of his six NBA titles and six NBA final uh, as MVPs have been auctioned off. It's called the Dynasty Collection. It consists of Air Jordan 6 and 91, 7 and 92. These are the names of the shoes. Oh. Air Jordan 8 and 93, Air Jordan 11 and 96, 12 and 97, and 14 and 98. They're all autographed by Michael Jordan. There's one shoe from each of those years because okay. – oh. After each of Jordan's six titles, uh, he was always photographed with only one shoe on because he granted the PR executive, Tim Hallam, at the time of his first one, his wish of having MJ's shoes if they won that first championship. And then, because he's very superstitious like all these athletes are, every time Jordan won, he gave the next five sneaker, one sneaker, to Hallam. And so here are the other six sneakers. Like he he gave a left sneaker but kept the right? Yes. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And now you get all of the, the other ones, and I don't know which shoes, left or right, Autographed, and they sold for a mere uh, $8,032,000 to oh. one person at auction. Damn. It doesn't say who the, the person who bought them was? No, it's, uh, so far it's uh, it's uh, private. Or okay, so <sighs> I had heard about this story, and maybe I have heard, and now it seems a little better because the way I had originally heard it was it was for one pair. I mean, now it's a deal. No. You have Nike. <laughs> yeah, there's no pair. There are just six shoes. But I mean, there's six shoes. And, Originally, I thought there was only two. And they're all autographed. I mean, my God, now it seems worth the money. Good God. Eight million dollars. For, for six individual what, shoes, what yes. What are you doing with them? Displaying them or, or holding on to them to sell them in, when Jordan dies. Uh, it, 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 man. I mean, everything's wow. going to skyrocket in, oh, Lord. in, in yeah, price. Yeah, yeah. Right? Man, I'm kind of a little bummed out because the other day I was watching the, one of the Lakers games and the one of their players, Austin Reeves, after the game, he took off his shoes and gave them to, to two kids in the crowd. And I was Aww. like, that was super heartwarming. I think what I know Jordan did it, but it would have been cool if he did that with his championship shoes. But maybe not because maybe the kids would have ruined them. Now we wouldn't have them in history. All right. <sighs> you know what, Kyle? The good news is that's the second worst rant of this segment. <laughs> Dawn still has you beat. Uh, uh, yeah, but don't the, try yeah. to beat me and be in the worst. I don't know you if that's possible. You can't do it. Um, nope. We got the. <laughs> we got this from a, a name withheld dude. This is a very interesting clarification that this guy needed to to make. Uh, but we got Tech to You Tuesday coming up at uh, 11 a.m. right after the Mixed Pick Sports Show on Rad TV and. Uh, on the Rad Radio app, and of course in Sacramento on 104.7 FM 890 AM, and Ian's doing an entire show on scams. Yeah. Uh, uh, people calling you, texting you, all these scams where they're trying to, trying to get you to give up your tax refunds and going after your cars, things like that. And we were talking about this uh, last week. We had uh, the guy who, who went viral because uh, he got a call, or actually his wife got a call, from uh, law enforcement saying, um, you missed jury duty, and if you don't give us two grand, we're going to come arrest you. And it looked like the call was coming from the local sheriff's office. Eventually, the guy gave him the money. 
uh, and uh, and we, we talked it through. And at, at the very end, I, I we had a fun moment where I said, uh, dude gave him the money and then made a police report, and, of course, nothing came of it. And Kyle said at that moment, he said, well, cops have better things to do. And I'm like, I'm going off the last thing that was said, which is filed a police report, nothing came of it. I'm like, well, dude, if it was your money, you'd want him to go after it. And Kyle patiently waited and said, I, I was talking about arresting people for, oh, yeah, for jury. Yeah. And right. that gave us a chance to say, yeah, okay, law enforcement, they're not going to just randomly show up at your house for that. They're not going to call you over that. So this guy felt the need to write this in. I guess not recognizing the very specific difference to our all-encompassing uh, statement, oh. if you will. But he wants the record corrected. I shall do so as a supporter of law enforcement in general. I'm catching up on your show, and you're talking about law enforcement scam calls where the caller claims they're law enforcement and knows all of a person's information, but it ends up being a scammer. I work in federal law enforcement. I've heard repeatedly from so many, not just on your show, that, quote, real, end quote, law enforcement will not contact you by phone. That is not true. Okay. Now, this next statement to me seems to make very clear the difference between what we were saying and what he's saying. We often need to contact witnesses by telephone to either oh, conduct Jesus. interviews or set up interviews. Dude. That's not even what we were talking about. You would know that. that if you were a witness to something, you would have already made contact with law enforcement. And you'd actually be expecting their call. Yes, and that wasn't what we were saying. No, it's not. It was, oh my God. He says the one key point is that real law enforcement will never request any payment for anything over the phone or threaten that there's an outstanding warrant for you. Right, we covered that. Yeah. Please correct the record. There's law no enforcement problem. may indeed <laughs> contact a member of the public by telephone. Thank you for that yes. for that on the record hmm. correction that yes if you're involved in a in a ongoing investigation which you would know of law enforcement may call you know what else if you have like uh, uh, um, security chief Pat uh, officer Pat who's who does our security he's a cop he will call me now and then what happens to be a personal friend but right, there's another yeah. way that law enforcement will contact you at home hey, hey. I, and I think we need to correct the record on that too hey hey listen and I'm just here to say to put on the record if for whatever reason. Law enforcement decides now they are going to call you to get money or tell you about a warrant. Oh, yeah. I still will hang up on them and, and suffer the consequences and drive down to the police station to double check. I still will not engage them on the phone in case it's a scam. Uh, speaking of uh, being called, I don't think we, uh, we needed a news story for this, but landlines across America are being phased out, not just because of us, but now they're going away. So sorry, old people. Yeah. Uh, if you uh, live long enough, you won't be able to have a landline. Phone companies are switching to a new infrastructure that does not support them. Uh, only 5% of landlines will remain in America by 2030 as older copper wire-based lines will be phased out in favor of more advanced technology that doesn't work with landlines. There are 100 million of them between businesses and residentials uh, units currently active in the United States. By 2030, only 5% will remain. Oh, I remember like early 2000s. And then mid-2000s, oh, I will always have a landline. I will never be without a landline. I don't even know the last time I had a landline. It might have been 2005. Yeah, we, we, we have one, and it's not connected because we just let the phone die. And it's like, what am I going to do with a landline? One of my refusals was for a short time there uh, at Pottery Barn, there were these phones that were kind of old-fashioned looking that were, like, so popular and looked really cute right in your house. So I'm like... 
well, I can't just sit it here and have it not be hooked up. No, well, you can't. So this is the only yeah. reason why I will have yeah. the landline. That's what people do if they <laughs> right. if they do stupid stuff like that. The only reason uh, in the beginning was that you you had a direct connection to nine one one for an emergency. Yeah. That's all been handled with satellite technology. There's no reason for uh, for landline. Bob, anybody, and Dawn, the Rob, anybody, and Dawn show. Welcome to 2024. It's a presidential election year. So, good Lord, we're all doomed. Let's just get back to Rad Radio. We have this uh, email, rad at radradio.com from Lori. Hey, Lori. Uh, we mentioned at the, uh, the top of the show, uh, country singer Toby Keith died at uh, the age of 62 of stomach cancer. Lori says, how sad. I finally turned my boyfriend a little to the countryside. Thanks to Toby Keith. He even said he would go to a concert when he comes oh. around. Sorry, I'm not laughing at that. I'm laughing at something I just realized. Uh, he put on such a great show, and I was looking forward to seeing him again. I had no idea he was even sick. That is so like him to go out without a fuss. He will yeah. be. Yeah, he announced in September of 22 he had it, and that was the last we heard until uh, we found out that he passed away. So I, I'm I'm chuckling because I just realized that in the theme of the first 30 minutes of the show, now I've screwed up. Uh, and, and, and so we had just a really weird opening segment, some technical difficulties. Uh, I was supposed to uh, start that segment by, by playing a, a Toby Keith song as, a, as the bumper music. Aww. Totally forgot, just went right with a habit uh, as I was thrown off during the break because we should have known we've got some sort of weird technical problem going on with the phone lines and we are not able right now. Is it, is it Brandon? We can't take, we can't even take phone calls. Is that? Yes. Okay. So we, we, so we tried, we tried to get caller 18 to play oh, wind rob no. change. <laughs> now, now bear in mind, you're all in the same boat. It's not like anybody's being cheated out of an opportunity. Uh, we tried to play at six 30. If we get it fixed right away or, or quickly, we're going to try again here in the next five minutes. We have a little window. Uh, where we can uh, where we can take calls, but uh, we, we're we're not at that point yet. Uh, if that doesn't happen, then we'll try to get the lines fixed as we move throughout the day, obviously, and and play again at nine thirty for Win Rob's change and start over. We have no idea exactly what's going on or what caused it. Could be storm related. We have a lot of weird uh, uh, weather over the last uh, few days. Uh, it, it seems just to be more like there's something going around in our studios today. So uh, <laughs> who knows what you're in for? Do we need new batteries? Put in anything? We've we've tried turning everything <laughs> off and on. Uh, I think Some twice D, now. D yeah. Batteries. Uh, we've tried un unplugging the various phones. We were just talking about how there's no more landlines by 2030. Uh, there'll be like only five percent of current landlines. We're like unplugging our landlines that we do have at uh, at the studios here oh. from the back and plugging them back in. Okay. And when you when you unplug them, you gotta blow on them and then yeah. blow in the yeah. hole yep. that you would normally. Yeah. We're trying. You gotta you gotta smack it on the side a little bit, give it a little tap, oh, yeah. maybe maybe flick it a few uh, times. Brandon's down here at my knees, so something's getting blown on. You can be sure of that. Oh no. Uh, so, uh, we're. We, we will update you as soon as we can. Just just hang in there. We also got, speaking of landlines, this email from Gregory. Hi, Gregory. Says it's wild to hear that landlines will be phased out. I just had to sign up for a new cable service, and they were trying to get me in a bundle deal that included a landline. Good and it made me think, who has a landline besides yeah. companies? And Right, well, I mean, look, they know, they know oh, they've only got gosh. six years to monopolize on the oh, money. Oh, yeah. Hey, I got a deal for you. <laughs> You want ESPN Plus? How about you sign up for a landline? Huh? That's the way to do it, though. Put it in a bundle. Right. Yes. We'll bundle it with premium streaming services, please, for the love of God. Just, just take it. Uh, was that the only way we were able to hear the when we were connecting to the yeah, internet? What is that exactly? Because no, of the was, landline. Yeah, dial up yeah, in the very up, beginning. You know, yeah. there was there was no 
But yes, there, you, you'd only get to on the internet if you had a phone line. It had to be a landline, oh and that was God. the sound of it connected. It would take forever. Uh, and, uh, the day has gone by. Worse. Uh, Katie simply wrote in and said, I love starting my mornings with you guys every day. I start off laughing. She's talking about how uh, ridiculous uh, the show has been so far. Good. Pedro just emailed in and said, am I the 18th emailer? Can I play WinRob's Change? Right, <laughs> oh, my God. All right. Uh, somebody asked on social media yesterday. This is one of those very easy, there's no way getting around it questions. Oh. Yeah. Uh, the, the, thank you for the way they phrase this. Whatever. You have three choices. Uh. You're offered the chance to flip a coin. Okay. Why? I'm about to friggin' tell you. <laughs> Have you ever done this show with me before? <laughs> kind of coin. Shut up, Kyle. Oh Not doing this with you today. None of you. Oh, this is great. You flip a coin. If it lands on tails, you get $1 billion. Okay. If it lands on heads, you get continuous, incurable hiccups for your entire life. No holding your breath. No scaring the hiccups away. No biting on a lemon. They're normal hiccups. They're never going away. Tails, billion dollars, heads, incurable hiccups for your entire life, or you don't flip the coin and you get both. Billion dollars, hiccups for life, and no way to cure them even with your billion dollars. And you have to choose one. Flip the coin, take a shot at a billion bucks, but if it lands on heads, hiccups for life. Or, no, I'm not going to do either, and, uh, well, I, I mean, I'll have hiccups for the whole life. But I'll have a billion dollars. I don't like. I don't like the hiccups. I don't like. I, I don't want to yeah, do that for the rest. Of, it, I, I don't believe you get used to that. Uh, for, well, first of all, it would ruin my career. But I guess I yeah. don't need a career if I would just walk away and get the billion dollars. Yeah, that th this is too easy. Okay. Be because y you go the third one. You take them both. Absolutely, because of the risk. It's a fifty-fifty, folks. That that's not good. It's. I mean, you think that's good, but it's not. That means half of it, it, you could just end up with hiccups and no money. I'm sorry. If I'm going to have the hiccups, at least I'm going to have the money because, I don't know, you can get yourself some kind of comfort in other areas. And then all the good you could do if you, you know, if you have causes that you okay. you love. and So, you, so the so guaranteed though, billion knowing the price, which yeah, is hiccups. Because even right. though you're suffering, <clears throat> you could think of it in a way of like all the joy it's going to bring you for whatever your thing is. Like I said, if you're someone who likes to bring joy to other people and now you have the money to do so, yeah, you have hiccups, but you get the joy from that. Or if you're someone that, I don't know. A dude that's always wanted a specific type of Lamborghini. Sure, he's got the hiccups while he's driving it, but he finally gets that. That gives him a little joy. If you flip that coin and you just get the hiccups, yeah, and you're, that's sorry. all. That's it. No, that's all you got. I mean, because those are your choices. I thought the third one was going to be don't do it at all. Well, of course, and don't do it at all. Yeah, and technically, <laughs> oh before somebody read pens me, I know I said three. It's technically only two choices. Yeah, it's flip the coin or don't. It's just there's two things that could happen if you flip the coin. So there's no rule saying you can't change the coin in any manner. Like you can't tape a right, small right. little weight. There's or no getting a around it, right? No, you, no, 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 no getting around there's it. No you getting around just it. Choose. Don't be a don't be a, a wiener. All choose. right, just answer the goddamn question. So I think I would just go for the flip, and I'm gonna try my hardest to get the billion. I don't want both because if I have a billion dollars mm. and I'm hiccuping all the time, it's gonna be unpleasant. Sleep's yeah. gonna be hard. I'm gonna want to die anyways. So might as well take my chances with luck itself. It is interesting that there is no choice at neither, because you, yeah. you can't you can't not I, either get both or get one. See, people that people that choose that, they go and spend their mortgage money at the casino, thinking that they're going to double their mortgage money, and now they can't pay the mortgage. Uh, you don't mess around with this. 
Because think about how much you were going to hate those hiccups with no money. You're just in your current situation. No, thank you. I I mean, your chances mm. of lit, you can't, you mm. say, when you say, Kyle, try your hardest, there's no, no there's nothing to try. You no. just flip the coin. There's no way to make it happen. You can't will it to happen. I, we're not, I, we're not I, like, I, you know, witches. I didn't know, I, I, I didn't know which way I was going to land on this until we talked it through, and, and I can't believe that Dawn is the one that's making the most logical sense. Because <laughs> the idea of flipping it and and getting the hiccups and not the billion, just give them both to me. Uh, 57% of people said they'd flip the coin uh, for the Idiot. chance to skate with a billion dollars and without constant hiccups forever. Uh, 43% yeah. of people would take both. You know why that is? You know why that percentage is so high? Because we have so many people out there, and I'm not going to make this a generational thing, just people that never learned consequence. So they just, oh, I, I don't I don't even know the pain of consequence, so I can't really imagine the hiccup thing. Just um, give me the money. Obviously, we won't get an answer from Brandon because uh, he's rather busy if you're watching us on Rad TV. Uh, we got this email. It says, the visual of seeing Brandon's head popping up next to Rob from under his console... <laughs> When Rob said he was at his feet was something, and something was being blown was priceless. Yes, that was all coincidental timing. We also got this email from Anthony. Hi, Anthony. And the reason Brandon's running around, he's at my knees, he's back in his station, he's trying to figure out what's going on. Uh, the landline, our, our call-in number, is not working. We were trying to play when Rob's changed. The, the window has closed on that. We will not have a 6.30 session, out of fairness to everybody. Next chance to win Rob's change will be at 9.30. Whether or not we do our usual games at 7, 8, and 9 will be dictated by the events of the next 17 minutes or so. Do you know what? Our landline heard that story, and they're in protest. See how much you need us? <laughs> Anthony Here, says, show you you need me. The phones are not working because of big landline <laughs> taking you out for talking about the getting phrase down. Rob, yep. anybody, and Dawn. The Rob, anybody, and Dawn Show. If your New Year's resolution was to stop making poor life choices, what are you doing listening to this show? Welcome back to Rad Radio. Got this email, rad at radradio.com. Uh, it's from, um, I don't know who it's from. <laughs> I know whoever wrote it uh, is a Raiders fan because that's their, 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 their Gmail address. And, and I know that... Uh, 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 I, I know that the, the it looks like the stepdaughter's name is Alex. I don't know who this is. It's a dude. <laughs> well, we got lots of info. This is this is right on brand for the day so far. I mean, if you haven't <laughs> been here for, for the last 45 minutes, what what a mess this is. Okay, wait, wait. If yesterday was a butt Monday, what's today? I don't know yet. It's too okay, soon to tell. Right, too soon right. to tell. Can't say it on the air. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, whoever this uh, person is says, happy 14th birthday to my most amazing stepdaughter in the universe. You're officially a teenager in training. So buckle up for the wild roller coaster of emotions, awkward moments. May your journey through adolescence be as smooth as your smartphone screen, which me and your mom promise not to pry into too much. May your day be filled with more laughter and all the cake you want. Happy birthday, butthead. Mom and I love you. Oh, happy, happy birthday. All now right. Cake. Happy, happy birthday or we'll punch you in the face. Whoever that was. They're so lucky none of that hadn't happened already. They're waiting for all that to happen at 14? Yeah, none of that email made any Good goddamn sense. Good Lord! Uh, the social media <laughs> went wild with a question. Uh, you, you're going to flip a coin or not. Uh, if you flip it and it lands on tails, you get a billion dollars. If you flip it and it lands on heads, you get continuous incurable hiccups your entire life. There is nothing you can do to get rid of the hiccups. If you don't flip it, then you get both. 
Uh, we got a, and a lot of people wrote in. They tried the Kyle thing. Well, I would do this. I would do that. No, no. you're not playing the game. <laughs> ooh, 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 the other thing I thought of is when you choose not to flip it, you're guaranteed the billion right, dollars. Right, Guaranteed. And you just have to deal with hiccups. Uh, Kaylee said, I just flipped a coin. I got the hiccups. Oh, okay. yeah. well, thank you for doing uh, it at home. You can leave your family generational wealth. I mean, there's oh. so much goodness in this. I thought you were just going to point out you can leave your family. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, but what's the point of living with constant hiccups? Even if you have a billion dollars, are you going to want to live after that? Like you, every time you try to talk to somebody or do anything intimate, not, yeah. hiccups? It's no. not about you anymore. Yeah. It's right. about like other people and what you can do with your billion dollars. Oh, that's not fun. No, not a selling point at all. No. Oh, my Mm-mm. gosh, you got now, uh, we are going to attempt what is scheduled. Well, one thing that's scheduled, I know, I, you, it's never good when you look at, I have a main a mainframe phone system here. When I, when I look at it and I see the exclamation point and the big I, mm-hmm. you know, for information, I know things are bad. I, well, I'm, I'm, I'm guessing we're not contesting at seven. Oh Probably God. not, okay. no. Um, but we are going to try, uh, during our next commercial break, the Dogwoods Resort Canine Cam. We'll see if this works. What might be coming up, Brando? It will work, and it's a video of uh, your dogs, uh, Scout and Sarge, the no. Black Labs, are just trying to get your attention while you're you got your feet up on the coffee table. You're trying to watch some trash TV, mm-hmm. and all that Sarge wants to do is just give you loves and, and smother you. And then Scout brings over one of the snakes. It's not Sizzle, right? No, sizzle doesn't exist no, Sizzle's anymore. gone. Uh, but he, they're just trying to get some love from you, and you're just trying Jeez, to watch TV. Dad, give and, them attention. Uh, for those you are thinking, uh, you guys just played that the other day. No, this is, this is a nightly thing. There's a nightly ritual of Scout and Sarge ruining our couch time. It's just a matter of showing you different ways that they do it. And you're listening to us, so yar. And you got jokes, you email us, rad at radradio.com. Don't call. You can't tell jokes. Sorry. Which, by the way, that should have been the first inclination, that today was going to turn into whatever this this winds up being. Because we, (laughs) unless there's something technical going on here that we can't, we haven't tracked down. We we never got. We never heard from Big D, who's been you know oh. bragging about his endless record of sending in dad jokes. So yeah, yeah. unless it's floating out there, because we'll we checked well. uh, many times. So here's what we do have: the children will start us off uh, with a 13 year old Athena. Yay, Athena! My tombstone won't say R.I.P. for rest in peace. It will say V.I.P. because there's a special place in hell for me. <laughs> <laughs> Self-awareness. This is from 10-year-old Lily. Oh, hi, sweet Lily. What happened when Bluebeard fell overboard into the Red Sea? What? He got marooned. (laughs) No big D jokes, but Rodney, uh, with uh, his dad jokes, has uh, the following. A history degree is useless. I mean, there's no future in it. (laughs) I hate when people say age is just a number. It's clearly a word. That's something I'd say. Did you hear about the fisherman that was dating a mermaid? He met her online. (laughs) Online. Fishing. Oh, yeah. Quite the catch. Uh, Then he he does label this not really a dad joke. Rodney ends with this. My wife threatened to leave me over my filthy and disgusting habits. I was so shocked, I almost choked on my toenails. (laughs) (laughs) Up, up, up. Big D showed up. Yay, Big D. All right, whatever whatever the issue was, we have found it, and we will get dad jokes now from OG dad jokester Big D. What kind of cats like to go bowling? What? Alley cats. 
How do pickles celebrate their birthdays? How? They relish the moment. <laughs> as long as it's dill relish. Shut up. Mm. You shut up. God damn it. You don't have to every goddamn yeah, time. Yeah, I'm here for big dill. <laughs> I want to do those. These are from Joseph. Hi, Joseph. Two frogs are crossing the road. Suddenly, one of them is run over by a car. The other one approaches him and says, Dude, you look tired. <laughs> What's Homer Simpson's favorite video gaming system? What? Nintendo! <laughs> I was admiring a beautiful marble statue, but everyone else took it for granted. <laughs> These are from Kevin. Hi, Kevin. I failed my photography class. I just couldn't focus. <laughs> what do a chiropractor, comedian, and a druggie all have in common? Oh, what? They all want to crack you up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Here's a couple from Wendy. Hi, Wendy. I became hooked on auctions after going once, going twice, going... <laughs> a man's idea of safe sex is a padded headboard. Uh, these are from Alan. Hi, Alan. My buddy was finally convinced to take the dare to jump off a bridge near the sea. It was the peer pressure that got him. <laughs> Yesterday, a beautiful girl asked me if I wanted to watch a movie, and I said, sure, you pick. And she said, no, you pick. I said, I don't care, you pick. And finally she said, sir, people are waiting behind you wanting to buy tickets themselves. Pick a movie. <laughs> and these are from Greg. Hi, Greg. Middle-aged women who date younger men are considered cougars. When a cougar becomes so old she needs a hearing aid, she becomes a deaf leopard. <laughs> oh, gosh. Pro tip, no matter how magnificent it is, never compliment a woman on her mustache. <laughs> If you have jokes, you email us, R-A-D, at radradio.com. Uh, we also got this note from uh, Greg. Hey, Greg. It says, I understand today may be frustrating with the phones not working. However, with the way the day is going, do you really want to deal with the mouth breathers? No. no. I never want to, but it is a nice little flare, and, and sure. people like to win stuff. Uh, Brandon, no, nothing here? No, we're not doing any? Arc not yet, All no, right. but I'm, I'm getting close. I'm okay. getting close. So if you're tuning in just like right now for our 7 a.m. game, uh, they were, it's not going to happen. Uh, we, uh, we found out when we tried to play Win Rob's Change at uh, 6.30 that uh, we, we can't get uh, phone calls in, into the studio. Uh, and so uh, no Win Rob's Change, no 7 a.m. games. We're, we're working on it. And by we, I mean Brandon. Uh, we've got uh, this note from Christine. I, I did mention, you know, we've been having these storms roll through Northern California, Northern Nevada. She says, I wonder if the phone lines will be down all week. I think they're fixing a lot right now because like 500,000 lines went down oh. in the storm counting for yesterday in SoCal. That's the weird thing is that the our the worst day in our area wasn't yesterday. It was the day before. Yeah. Our phones were fine yesterday. We had a, a few glitches in the area in general yesterday, but who knows what it what's causing it and what the fix will be. Yeah, I'm guessing since it poured heavy, the soil's loose, a lot of the wind knocked the trees loose too, so maybe there's a loose tree that fell over today and knocked over a power line somewhere nearby. Or maybe we just need to change the phone out. Right, like do we have an extra one lying around? <laughs> like you yeah, never. It's a, yeah, it's not. It's not. It's not quite like it's not a phone. That's not really how the system though works. My, my, uh, oh my god. My doctor's phone line was down all day yesterday. Oh no. Could, could not call my doctor's office. Yeah. Um, Michelle wrote in and said, "Ah, Toby Keith." 
know. I knew he was sick, but it still makes me a little sad that Toby Keith died. Same. I saw him a few times in concert over the years, including in the 90s when he was a new guy opening up for Reba. And then later when he was topping the charts. He was one of those guys who put on a good show with some humor sometimes. <laughs> That's it. Sorry, I was, I'm reading emails on the fly as we go. So, yes, no, uh, no, no 7 a.m. game. Uh, if, if we can get the phone lines up and running, 8 and 9 a.m., we will do the pick-a-pair game where you can either get Alan Parsons tickets or the uh, Tribute to Queen, Killer Queen, or the Yellow Wolf uh, show all at Grand Sierra Resort in Reno. I've been surprised by my sadness with Toby Keith because I, I, I liked him, absolutely. Like, And I had a lot of his music downloaded, but he was he's never been like, my top, oh my God, Toby Keith, but I've absolutely liked him, right? He's always stayed consistent. So I'm just like, I, when it gets mentioned, I kind of, I feel sad. I think like, part oh of it God. too is, is uh, you mentioned to me earlier uh, off the air that it was a little out of the blue for you. And he's so young. So I, young. I think those are probably the, the, the two different things. Maybe. Rob, anybody, and Dawn. The Rob, anybody, and Dawn Show. This is Rad Radio. Just remember, it doesn't matter where we are as long as we're here. Huh? What the hell does that even mean? What has happened to this show? Uh, we got an uh, email here, rad at radradio.com. It's from Troy. Hey, Troy. Uh, for those of you that are, uh, are watching us on uh, Rad TV at members.radradio.com, you're, you're seeing the behind the scenes, uh, the shift, the rotation uh, that we do. And if you're, if you're tuning in uh, to hear uh, whatever game we would play right now, either Master of Movies or Treble Trouble or the Pressure Cooker, uh, that's not going to happen. Uh, we found out about 35 minutes ago the phones are not working. We can. This is the really cool thing. We can make outgoing calls because, you know, we do that all the time. Little prank calls oh where we call gosh. up and we pretend to be somebody and, you know, and, and, and prank calls, uh, outgoing calls are worthless to it. That, uh, that we can do. That's we annoying. Can't take calls, so we can't play any of our contests. So uh, poor Brandon uh, is uh, running around like a chicken with his head cut off. Uh, so Kyle has shifted from his spot to the Rad TV yes. uh, main uh, uh, control center uh, in the production room. And, and then we just have a <laughs> we have a blank square on the Hollywood Squares when the four of us are, are on the screen because Brandon is uh, so no, he's, not, yep. he's not on my knees right now. But he's, <laughs> no, he's running around. He's in the halls making calls. So uh, um, He got in his car. He's leaving. But yeah, I, I would expect. He's that's, like, I'm out of here. We're going to hear. <laughs> he leaves Walter the Hound behind. That's it. That's it. I'm not doing it anymore. Uh, so Troy wrote in. This, actually, this is actually something a lot of people are chattering uh, about. Uh, it says, uh, Rob, I know you're trying to avoid politics as much as possible, <laughs> but we need you. What is going on with this border bill? No one clearly knows what they're talking about, and I can't tell what the truth is, and I know you do. I do, and the reason that I will cover this for a few minutes is because it is the quintessential example proving what we talk about on this show all the time. Neither one of these political parties cares about you at all. They care about one thing power and holding on to it this is the best example i have seen of this in a decade or more let's start with the issue joe biden your president and the democratic party for three years have let the southern border go to absolute crap the border saw a record number of encounters in 2023 two and a half million known came across in December of 2023 there were 670,000 
gotaways. Those are illegal immigrants who slipped past Border Patrol agents. Jesus. That's just what they know. Oh, my God. Oh. That's just what they know. Uh. That's what a gotaway is. Agents right now are seeing over 10,000 encounters a day. And encounters means they get in because of our policy. I'm going to try to make this as simple as possible so that you can at least try to grasp, first of all, the level to which this is such a, a catastrophe and how little both parties care based on what's being proposed and why it's being proposed. The fastest growing number of migrants that are coming across, remember we're encountering 10,000 a day, Chinese migrants, usually young men. Oh, God. Yeah. According to a November poll from ABC News, American adults said they trusted Republicans to do a better job handling immigration than Democrats by 12%. President Biden's approval rating on immigration and or the southern border is 29% and 63% disapprove. Now, what that shows is that the, the Democrats have a problem. And President Joe Biden has a problem. See, up until now, come on in. And you know what? We'll ship you off to all sorts of cities. We'll destroy Denver. We'll destroy Chicago. We'll flood the country with illegal immigrants. Oh, but this polling is bad. And what happened? Oh, there's an election coming up mm-hmm. in November. Quinnipiac University polling this month showed 71% of independents and 30% of Democrats approved of Biden's, disapproved rather, disapproved of Biden's handling of immigration. Another Fox News poll last week showed voters favored Republicans on border security more than they did on any other issue. NBC News polling echoed that, so you can cancel those two out. Conservative media, liberal media. The biggest GOP advantage on the issue in 2024 is uh, is is the, the, the border. So, the Democrats, feeling the heat to hold on to power, not protect you from the rising crime that is being committed. Lovely story about the four illegal immigrants that beat the crap out of NYPD officers and then fled to Arizona. Yeah, they caught them, but these stories are endless. So now, with the Democrats seeking re-election to the White House, the party has a clear political motivation to strike a deal. Now they do. They didn't have any reason to protect you, your kids, your family, the economy, yep. Yep. The, 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 uh, the health of the nation, because who knows what yep. illegal immigrants are bringing in, the drugs, yep. the fa- no motivation. But now we're 10 months from an election. We're motivated because we're losing on this issue. And so they said, let's, let's figure out a border deal. So what's the possibility of there being a war on a U.S. soil? There's a lot of conspiracies out mm. there. I know that I don't know how much truth there is to it, but especially with the Chinese um, migrants coming in over the border, a lot of people are concerned that there might be war on U.S. soil coming this, soon. Well, this is the problem, Kyle, so that we don't get too far you know, askew here. The problem is that we're asking that question, right? That our border yes. is so porous yes. that we're, we're, we're wondering about, hmm, all these young Chinese men. We know China has stated they want to be the superpower, not A, the superpower by, by 2030. What about uh, their, uh, hello, w- w- terrorism is alive and well. We are currently dealing with endless attacks from Iran's, all of their proxies as they call them. Uh, how many um, how many Islamic terrorists have come across that border as well? So, the the and and we we don't even have to ask ask the questions when it comes to crime, and all of the crime being committed by illegal immigrants. We know that is happening already because this has been allowed to go unabated for three years, and only now because there's an election on hand, are the Democrats willing to do something? And then we'll get to these really cool Republicans. Mm. 
See, so from where I sit, and this might sound extreme, I don't care. We're already at war. We just don't know it yet. We are we are literally being invaded, and there's no fear. Zero. When you t- say the numbers that you're saying of how many have been flooding over, there's no fear. There's no like, ooh, I don't know. We got to think about this. They, there's no fear. They're going to get right over, and they know it. And when you talk about the number of Chinese men coming over from China, and then we find out about all the land that's been bought up from the Chinese that are next to military bases, it's like it is quietly occurring, and we're being invaded. And Lord knows you get the, then the terrorists. I mean, who knows how many terrorists have got across our border that are planning? And the thing is— No one is the answer, by the right, way. No one right, knows. Right, exactly. And how frightening is that? And the one job— for me, anyway, the one job I want our government to do, because I think they're garbage, but the one job I'd love them to do, that they're supposed to do, is protect us. And that's not happening. That, and, and I'm not going to sit here and play the blame game. I'm just going to sit here and say, it's not happening. Wh- who, when are they going to unite and come together and make it happen? It doesn't sound like it because, well, I guess someone will come out victorious only because they won the power game, not the protect Americans game. Right. No, this has nothing to do uh, with, 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 with managing the country, protecting Americans. The answer, by the way, is both of these political parties have screwed this policy up for 40-plus years. And the blame game is, is absurd, and I don't even get into it because there's an answer as to why both sides are, are idiotic. I can't deal with the Trumpsters uh, who who uh, cite his policies and, and don't in any way point to all the failings of them and that nothing was actually done. That's why it was so easy for the Democrats to come in and turn them around. But here's where we are in the story. Democrats realize they got a problem. Americans are paying attention. Americans are seeing it. They're seeing the crime. They're seeing the stories. They're seeing uh, across the country in, in again in states that are nowhere near the border their kids – sitting next to people that don't speak English in any way, and the, the, the class has to slow down, et cetera, et cetera. Everybody is noticing. That's why you're getting these extraordinary numbers. So the Democrats come along. They go, okay, okay, Republicans, you guys have been saying we got to do something about the border. We're ready. We're ready to talk. And so the, uh, the Republicans uh, 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 get, get to it. James Lankford from Oklahoma, he's a Republican. He produced the Senate's most conservative immigration plan in decades. It's done. He's negotiated it. It would raise the bar for migrants to claim asylum in the United States, making it harder for them. It would expand the removal of unauthorized migrants, give more authority, etc. It would close down processing and turn people away if encounters at the border reached 5,000 a day. Now, yes, that means we're allowing 5,000 encounters a day, but do you remember, more than twice that is what they are experiencing right now. Something is better than nothing. This is far from a perfect proposal, but it's what happens when you have divided government. Remember, I'm just a bill sitting on Capitol Hill. You got a president who's a Democrat. You got a Senate controlled by the Democrats. You got a House barely controlled by Republicans. The only way you do anything is you compromise. You come to the middle. So we could do nothing and get over 10,000 encounters a day. Or... We can go down to the minute we hit 5,000 uh, encounters, uh, we have a, this plan in where you, where you start you, – you, you, st- um, you buffer up the, the, uh, the Border Patrol, and you start turning them away, make it more manageable for the Border, border Patrol. Um, and, and, and then the big thing, really, is raising the bar for migrants to claim asylum. It's a lot more than we're doing right now. 
The National Border Patrol Council, the union representing rank-and-file agents, back it. They say, thank you. We will take it. We will do better. Thank God. We can, we can manage this. We don't love it, but we can manage it. It's a step in the right direction when you have divided government. And now the Republicans will not pass it. The Republicans will not pass it. Why? Now, this is the party that's been screaming for three years. Democrats are letting in all of these horrible human beings. This has to stop. Do something. They have a plan in place that would mitigate it, that would make it better. And if they cared about you, your family, and your kids, they'd take what they could get. Wouldn't you, wouldn't you do that? If, if your house was being invaded every night by 10 people and you had the ability through some type of security system to lower it to five, wouldn't you do that? Wouldn't you take up that, that, wouldn't you go, well, okay, gives me a fighting chance. Nope, they're not going to for one reason. Donald Trump told him not to because he wants to run on the issue. Don't give Joe Biden the win. Uh, Real wow. simple. It's, and it, there is no denying any of this. Trump came out, criticized the border deal, and in that minute caused what we call a Washington whiplash as Republican senators immediately rationalized their political interests and peeled away by five hours after the proposal negotiated by a Republican had been made public, a majority of Senate Republicans were against the measure and would vote it down. It has no chance of passing right now because they want to get reelected and they want to get a Republican back in the White House in November. So, you know, for the next 10 months, just deal with the rape and all the fentanyl deaths, all the smashing grabs, everything else that's going on because, you know, we just want to get our power back. So it's disgusting. Um... What did this ever occur? The question I'm going to ask, and uh, wh why isn't the answer no one gets across unless you're coming here legally? I, I why, why are you allowing why are you allowing ten people to come across illegally if you can stop them? I I don't understand that. That part I don't get. I am all for, obviously, people from other countries coming here, but legally, there, there just can't be a hole anywhere along the border for them just to come on over anytime they feel like it. Kyle, what is the answer to all of life's questions? Oh, money. money. I swear. Where's so the gross. money? Cheap labor. Oh, that's just... Cheap labor. And that's the Republicans who want the, uh, the immigrants coming in. I'm, and I'm doing very surface level stuff. I could do five shows for four hours. And you wouldn't get the answers you want, and we wouldn't solve anything. Money is, is always the, the answer on so many levels, uh, and that's why we don't stop all of them. And then there's, there's a theory that uh, um, the Democratic Party wants, the, wants them to come in because ultimately when they have enough power, they will, they'll pull a Reagan, ironically. They'll grant um, full immunity to all of them that have come in who will then thank the Democratic Party by constantly voting them into yeah. power uh, endlessly. That's been out there for a couple generations now. Uh, whether or not that's true or not, I know the money thing is absolutely true. I, I don't know it's if this, disgusting. I don't know if this has been resolved or not, but um, and I honestly even forget the town. I know it was in a big city, and they were a community was just devastated because um, like a, a, a sports center that they use for kids right for youth for all the sports and it helps them and it was kind of in a what people would consider you know a low income kind of bad area and so it helped get the kids off the street give them something to do they literally showed up 
and they were told, yeah, you have one day and none of this is going to happen because they were bringing in a bunch of illegal aliens to come in and stay there. And, and listen, let me tell you who all loses. I mean, what they were showing photos of were kids and women. And that's sad, right? I don't know what they were promised to get here. And now they're like, what do we do? So they're outside freezing. But now you're going to take away this community center from the community for people that aren't even citizens? It's like... It's everywhere. It, it, this it's is, not, it's that, not this town that you heard about. It's everywhere this is happening. It's not okay. And the, the Democrats allowed it to happen, and the Republicans won't stop it. So don't tell me your team's better. <laughs> don't. <laughs> yeah. Also yesterday, interesting story, King Charles uh, diagnosed with cancer. And I got to tell you, I, in the last decade of my life, I have lost the ability to take any sort of joy and any sort of suffering in anyone's life. I remember during COVID... The, the the disgusting reaction, uh, uh, you know, I, I was a COVID-idiot from the beginning. Um, new masks were stupid and all that. But I took no joy when Fauci got COVID, and people did. It was disgusting to me uh, to, to have an 80-year-old man get a disease that could easily kill him. Yes, he's a lying scumbag piece of crap who should be put in front of the, the Senate, if not in, in brought up on charges for the way he managed COVID, but I ain't wishing death upon him. King Charles, I don't know. I have no affinity for him, but I I took no joy in hearing that he had cancer. Especially, yeah, this is a bit a weird story, by the way. Yesterday they announced that he was just having his prostate checked. It's enlarged, nothing to do with the prostate. But while they're checking it, they found a quote form of cancer. Which, by the way, the royal family usually doesn't tell you any of this. You don't even usually know. They did say it's not prostate cancer. A lot of people think that it's bladder cancer. Oof. But the which actually that would be the good one. Of, of the four that he could have in that area. Oh, okay. Um, what was weird, though, was yesterday, like, it, it, the, it, he was dead in all of the, all of the reporting. Um, uh, Harry flying over right away. They're estranged. What is he? My God, this is serious for, for Harry to get on the plane, fly home. Well, would they think he's dead or the diagnosis is going to lead to it's death? A, yeah, it's, it's like this is serious. This is like he has days okay. to, to live. Well, that's awful. Uh, Harry's due back in uh, L.A. Or, I'm sorry, he's due back from L.A. into London today, like right now today. Uh, William, Charles's eldest son, is already announcing he is stepping up to carry out some duties on behalf of his father while he undergoes treatment for cancer. I mean, th- yesterday I was oh. watching all of this coverage in America and in Britain, and I'm like, I mean, the only the only moment of levity I had was how ironic. Poor guy waits 40 years I for the know. throne. Oh, yes. Less than a year oh. later. And then... Out of nowhere, today, because it's what it do to carry the four, like it's after 5 o'clock uh, p.m. in Britain, the prime minister of Great Britain came out and said that King Charles's cancer was caught early and he expects to make a full recovery. Hmm. I don't know what's going on. Oh, strange. Uh, by the way, for those of you wondering, uh, Prince William is next in line for the throne after uh, after Charles, and then his three kids. There will never be a Prince Harry. <laughs> he gets well, and, nothing. And Camilla oh. finally gets, I don't know, some validation in being able to be the queen. Yep. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. I mean, I'm not, it's not funny. But no, and it, it doesn't look right. like that's yeah. where it's The, the death headed. part isn't funny. It's just ironic. Uh, we told funny. you uh, last week during a pressure cooker about the epidemic of syphilis. Last week, officials deemed cases of chlamydia and syphilis striking the U.S. and out-of-control epidemic, in particular syphilis, uh, where the prevalence of the infection, which can damage the brain and the heart, has shot up 80% in the last five years. In 2000, syphilis was on the verge of eradication. Here's the difference. In 2000, there were just under 6,000 cases in America of syphilis. In 2022, the last year we have data, instead of just under 6,000, it's just over 205,000. Dang. That's how much it has exploded, and leading sexual health experts have blamed 
record high cases of sexually transmitted infections on the explosion in popularity of dating apps. Makes sense. <laughs> Along with yeah. the staggering drop in condom use and the never-ending COVID hangover. The COVID hangover, we are still acting out, if you will. A decade ago, syphilis cases were almost all amongst gay or bisexual men. There was a sudden shift in 2013 when cases began to rise amongst women and straight men. Experts say this can be explained by the increasing popularity of dating apps among heterosexual people like Tinder, which launched in 2012. 2013, the shift occurred. The apps expanded access to sexual partners. Then you have the sudden return to socializing after the pandemic, which has led to a spike in sexually promiscuous behavior. And condoms in recent years have fallen out of favor, particularly amongst younger groups. Used to be 75% said they were using condoms. It's now less than 40%. Why? More relaxed attitude because the treatments are so easy, so improved, I should say. HIV AIDS is no longer a death sentence. And, sorry to say the truth, condoms suck. (laughs) There's a reason you see it in every movie. They are awful to have sex with, and when enough people started to find out, well, you know, what's the worst thing I might have to do? I'm not saying this is good. I'm saying this is what happened. They went, I'll risk it so that I can feel it, so that I can enjoy it. Makes total sense to me. So with the uh, the the dating quote quote apps, sex apps, basically, the access. You, you're one of, one of my girlfriends a few years ago became single, and me and another friend sat there witnessing this world we know not of, and that she was now a part of. And you know, before if you're someone who just wanted sex, you had to go out. I mean. You could pay for it, I guess. But if you wanted it for free, you had to go to a bar. You, you, you had, there was some work involved. Dressed up. Dressed, there was work involved. And yet, and it didn't matter. It doesn't mean every girl or guy in the bar wants to have sex. So you have to, like, filter that out. Where We set, we literally watched her. She's like, oh, yeah, this is, you already know. You already know. If you are on this app, you are going to meet up for sex. That's it. End of story. There doesn't need to be any. You're going to meet here. You're going to have sex, whatever. And, and that's all it is. And and within a short amount of time, she was going to meet up with someone. And because there's so many choices, he decided to bail. <laughs> She's like, okay, that means he went and found something better. Mm-hmm. But she found something within two seconds. Right. So the access and the amount it has made that so of course it's going to double in diseases and all of that garbage. which they can phrase it however they want it's not the app that is the problem it's that it shows how prior to that type of access there were things there were human foibles that kept us from being having that much access we were yeah. self-conscious we we didn't want to travel spend the money whatever we're sexual creatures and now we have it right there in our hands so how bad was the divorce rate after the, the no. tender launch as well because i'm guessing since STDs are on the rise. Oh. I'm I, guessing uh, divorce rates are going up like crazy as well. Unless, oh, unless your part, your husband, or unless both is. of them are doing yeah. it and they just agree, hey, you know what? We'll just oh. stay married. You cheat, I cheat, whatever. I, that's an interesting question. I, I would have to uh, look into this. By the way, thank you for all of the emails because this brings us full circle. It isn't the Republicans and the Democrats that are the problem. It's you. It's those of you that write in telling me in your emails about why the Republicans are right, why the Democrats are right. Completely missing the point that they're both wrong and they hate all of us. Rob, anybody, and Dawn. The Rob, anybody, and Dawn Show.
new year, same crappy show. Call us anytime at 888-989-9811. This is Rad Radio. We got this email, rad at radradio.com. Uh, it's uh, no name on it. Eight percent. Uh, and it just it kind of comes out of nowhere. I mean, this is an ongoing theme uh, around the show. Uh, Kyle and his weird food combination. <laughs> I think, what is the, is the, is the winner still, uh, is it the sardines and, was it gummy bears or oh, something? Or whatever I, I don't know. He's got, he's got. It's so, too many. It's so many. So this is just random out of nowhere. Uh, this person says, Kyle needs to try this concoction from. Taco Bell, who oh, Kyle, oh. Kyle's feuding with Taco <laughs> Bell. Yes, is there lava sauce involved? Yes. Please. There is not. Damn it. But uh, emailer says it is so good, sweet, and savory. Okay, okay I'm listening. You get pintos and cheese. Pintos? Uh, pinto beans. Okay, 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 gotcha, gotcha. Beans and cheese, right? <laughs> uh, and you stir the beans and the cheese, and the you, know, you stir it together. Okay. Then you get some cinnamon twists. Oh. And then you dip the cinnamon twist into the pintos and cheese and you eat. That's it. That's, That's all it? That You're just using the beans gross. and cheese as a... Di- it gross? Gross. No, you know, see, they're savory and sweet, right? No. Good. No? No? I don't, uh. It seems a little basic. Brand, I think. Brandon? No? No, no? because there's t- it's too salty. Like, I know, salty, sweet, yes. There's a time and a place for it. Exactly. But when it comes to pinto beans, those are the worst beans, in my opinion. Oh, and, my favorite. And oh. dipping, like, at the... The cinnamon twist is perfect on its own. It is. It you know, looks, yeah. You don't I, need yeah. to add a dip or anything to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I think I doctored up a little different. I would ask for a bean and cheese burrito, ah. open it up, put the cinnamon twist inside, <laughs> and then take some of their nacho cheese and pour that on top. Okay. And then roll it up and see how that is. Bean and cheese right. burrito with a little extra crunch with the onion, cinnamon twist, and extra cheesiness. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Talking. Now we're getting somewhere. So our oldest goddaughter, her... um. Her dad and his family came here from Venezuela legally. Um, but anyway, I know it's a thing where they'll do black beans and sugar. <laughs> like that is totally any time I've gone over there for dinner. And the black beans come out and there's I remember the first time I'm like, why? Why is there sugar on the table? For black beans? I, I'll just eat the sugar by itself. Yeah. I hate black yeah. beans. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. disgusting. Oh, I love black beans. Oh, Me too. Oh, so they're my gross. number one beans. Yeah, no thank you. First, Kidney beans? Well, oh. yeah, no. I've got a bean that I'm yeah. partial to. Yeah, exactly. You know, let's just do a full old section of uh, food news here, shall we? brings the people together, both in good times and in bad weather. Raise a glass, it's a simple pleasure we all have. Food, oh glorious food, it nourishes my soul and mood. We're now serving food news. Food news is news about food. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, email was the perfect lead-in uh, to a, a project for uh, potentially for Kyle as Burger King. Uh-oh. Has just launched a new contest where they're offering a $1 million prize. All you have to do is be the person who comes up with their next great Whopper innovation. Oh, oh my God, Kyle. This is all for you. I know. Now, Burger King (laughs) says that Whoppers currently offer more than 200,000 possible customized combinations with all of the various things that they have at Burger King and that you can choose from. They haven't met a Kyle yet. And they want to hear your pitch. They do have rules. Not many, but they do have rules. First of all, you cannot change the bun and you cannot change the burger. That's fine. It's got to be the Whopper the way the Whopper is. You can only have eight toppings Max. The burger and the bun don't count, so you have eight toppings. You can't use any allergens like peanuts, anything that would be bad for business that would then, you know, contradict everything that's also going on. 
Um, they're and Kyle. This yep. might be the tough one. Okay. They're looking for popularity, so it can't be so weird. No one wants it. Understood. Yeah. Okay. So All right. you, we got border on the edge of weirdness a little yeah. bit to intrigue people. Mm-hmm. Kind of like yes. a hook. Yes, I agree. Yeah. Um, it also has to be feasible. Needs to be something they could reasonably stock at a Burger King. So no caviar. Probably not. No King Crab Whopper. Probably <laughs> not. Yeah. I mean, some or some foreign food, you know, really hard to get. Yeah. Also, the price point's probably an issue. Well, and I mean, and weird is subjective. They'd be amazed at how quirky maybe some people could be with food that would like entice them. So what's weird to them, right? Like they should give it, they should give the entrance a chance because if they're going to sit around and think it's weird, they might be surprised. The amount of people that, I mean, Kyle would try the weirdest thing. True. Right? Um, There's no. There are more people. I mean, Kyle's not the only one. He's He's got a following that would eat this food. But, but are there enough people who would order a Whopper with gummy bears and sardines on it? You know, I think those are the things that, because here's how this is going to work. Get them high enough. The, uh, the Burger King folks, they're going to narrow it down, but I don't know who. I don't know what that means. I, I, I don't know if it's the, the head chef of Burger King. There's a panel of people. They're going to get three finalists, and then we get to choose from the three that they come up with. So the first thing coming to mind, I'm thinking like a candied bacon Whopper with candy, like brown sugar coated bacon. And then you add a little bit of peanut butter and banana to it. I'm thinking like that Elvis sandwich mixed in with Whopper it's burger. It's been done. Has it? Has, has anybody sold it though in fast food but you know restaurants? What I mean? Like the candy. I don't, you know what? Like, like that to me is a little vanilla for you. But I know you're trying to win a contest. Mass appeal, too. Mass appeal. Yeah. <laughs> I want something that everybody's going to buy. Like, I don't know, like, especially with Elvis. I think what, what Burger King might be looking for is, okay, people have done it, but have we ever done it? So the, the peanut butter, okay, that's that's a popular thing. People like that. Aren't you a peanut butter burger guy, Brando? I discovered it a couple of years ago at a local burger place that was just outstanding. It mm-hmm. blew my mind. And before that, I would have just been like, nah, I don't, I don't want to do the whole kitschy uh, type of stunt that they were doing, but this place just happened to be an amazing burger joint, and I tried it, and it was great. I mean, I think you're on to something, Kyle, in terms of Burger King wanting it to be, you know, mass, mass appeal. Sure. Um, and, of course, they want it as unique as possible. Now, you're throwing bananas on there. Maybe something else besides a banana. Oh, yeah. because you know what? They would go through the bananas. Maybe they'd, they'd get rotten too soon. Right, right, right. right. they got to think of that. But the peanut butter, that's a good right. call. It's a good start. Because that, that's, a, that's a good stay-on-the-shelf thing, and then get big tubs of it. Is it creamy or crunchy? <laughs> oh, it'd be uh, maybe creamy. Mm. I'm thinking maybe throw a little spice in there then. Mm. So maybe uh, a sriracha honey on top of the peanut ooh, butter. Because peanut butter and honey goes good ooh, together ooh, with some okay. bacon. Yep. Now yep, you're now, talking. Now okay. We're getting somewhere. Yeah, yeah. Um, keep working on it. The three finalists will be invited to Burger King headquarters in Miami, where they'll have the opportunity to refine their concepts before they appear on menus nationwide later this year. And then we will have the chance to try out the three final Whopper creations and vote. On their favorite, most uh, their most favorite million dollar Whopper, with the finalist receiving the most votes, winning the one million dollar prize. To continue with Kyle's idea, because he still had a few more toppings in there, is this going too far? Like a pickled red onion? Oh, because it's kind of sweet, but also still has the bite. Ooh, I was thinking like maybe some caramelized onions. Oh, that's better. <laughs> I don't See, know. This Man, is your jam. I'm getting so hungry. I didn't even eat breakfast today. <laughs> He's going to put jam on it? I thought it was Maybe. peanut butter. Yeah. Yeah, we could do a and peanut jam. butter jelly uh, <laughs> burger, too, but I think that's been done, and I don't know if trademarking would be infringed upon if we went that route. You have uh, you have until, uh, I believe it's St. Patrick's Day to uh, to finalize your submission. And do you have to pay taxes on that million-dollar yes, prize? Yes, God you would. Damn it, yes. you're only getting like half a million? Yeah. yeah. But, hey, you know, oh, wow, only I do, that, I do that all the time. I walk away from six, $700,000 all the time. Nah, nah, no, thanks. Meanwhile, McDonald's fans 
are going wild as the fast food chain has revealed it's bringing back a beloved seasonal item early. In fact, they started yesterday. They are already celebrating St. Patrick's Day. Uh. McDonald's is bringing back the mint-flavored green shamrock shake. Yeah. Oh, I can't. It's, it's and is it's, this a thud heard round of the show, or, yeah. or I mean, Kyle's the last holdout here. I, I don't know. But the Shamrock Shake is is all right, but Arby's has a better one. Oh, I don't know yeah. if you guys have tried it. Am I showbizzing you at all? No. no. Okay, yeah. It's, if it's, it's like if, if it's mint, I ain't drinking Andy's it. Andy's mint shake, mm-hmm. and it's fantastic. It blows okay. McDonald's Shamrock and Shake out of the water. Is it on the menu all year round? I don't know. It oh. was on the menu recently. See, the Shamrock Shake doesn't have any fillers in it. Like when you say Andy's mint shake at Arby's, do they have? Chunks of the Andes mints Ooh. in it on top, yes, with okay. whipped cream. That's okay. a game changer because with this mint stuff, you have to have some sort of thing to go along with it, some sort of chocolate. But I noticed with McDonald's <laughs> shakes, they're a lot thinner. Like the texture of them isn't so mm-hmm. thick like a normal milkshake is. Where Arby's wins that they have a total thickness to that that uh, mint shake, and it, it it makes it so much better. It's easy. It's it's better to dip a fry in. Nope. Oh, yep. Yeah, because you need you know you don't want it soupy. Mm-hmm. But I've come a long way in the mint game. And I'm I I would totally do mint ice cream now, and I used to mock it all the time. The thing with with a lot of these, they're they're like you can get medicine-y if you don't do it right, and they're too medicine-y or chalky for me at any of these types of places. I got I gotta make it myself. We uh, uh going old school here. We lost we lost our Shamrock Shake uh, excitement on this show uh, when uh, former producer Christy left uh. Uh, about <laughs> nine years ago. She loved these things, and in fact, uh, every year. Fans will line up outside various McDonald's to get their hands on the Shamrock Shake. They, they love it. Okay. Uh, it is made with vanilla soft serve, mint syrup. It's topped with whipped cream. And the chain is also uh, brought back, as they are available now, the Oreo Shamrock Shake. Oh, now Oreo. Oh, that's the yeah, ticket. That's exciting. Mm-hmm. Where it's uh, blended with actual Oreos. Uh, Stand in line for that. By the way, uh, thanks to one of our Briannas who wrote in. Uh, uh, can't believe we all just missed this entirely on uh, Kyle's first idea for his uh, his Whopper innovation. <laughs> Brianna is the first to point out, don't mean to burst your bubble, but peanut butter is an allergen. Oh, and that oh, violates yeah. the rule. No back, peanut butter. Back to the drawing board. I mean, come on. I mean, aren't all things produced on a line with nuts? Um, no. Especially in a oh. fast food place? No is the answer for those of you that are wondering. <laughs> all right, we'll switch it out with Nutella. Oh, Does that count? Does that have tree nuts in it? Nuts. Damn it. Yeah, it's Nutella. Yes, N-U-T. Hazelnut. Here's the deal, though. You know there's a fake peanut butter out there. All oh, of these right. people, there has to yeah, be. Yeah, but but then you repel all of us, which is the lesson Burger King has learned. That's why Burger King's doing this. They're so desperate from having nearly ruined their corporation by going down the impossible Whopper route. Uh, so that's not going to work. Come on, give in to peanuts. Uh, in a uh, video that's uh, gone viral, a man filmed himself at a McDonald's drive-thru where he was asking his dad to make his order. Now, his dad is uh, old-school Jamaican. Uh, and uh, so it's like father, son, but they're both adults. The son is, I think, early 20s. And uh, the, the, the dad is yelling the order. <laughs> and the, the son tells him that he wants, the son's in the driver's seat. And he's got his dad yelling across him. And the son tells him when he, when he the dad makes his order, standard order, and the, the son tells him he wants a Krabby Patty. So the, the dad, not knowing any better, he orders a Krabby Patty, and then you can hear the. I, I wish I wish the audio was better. We would have just played it for you, but the audio fades away at the end, and, oh. and so you've got this loud Jamaican man, like, Krabby Patty, <laughs> and they're like, "We don't do that." And he goes, "No, you want the Krabby Patty?" And he's like, "We we don't do that." Is that your Jamaican? He, he I, I saw the video. It's exactly what he sounds like. Eventually, <laughs> no. he he asks for uh, the manager, 
And the guy on the other side of the, the speaker says, well, okay, you got to pull up to the second window. The dad tells him to pull up. Dad gets out of the car. Oh, no. And walks up to the window. And, and he starts yelling at the manager that he wants a, a Krabby Patty. Oh. And the manager doesn't get the bit either. The manager doesn't know what, that that's a SpongeBob thing. Oh, and, she, and she's like, we, we don't, we don't. It kind of falls apart at the end. There's no, like, resolution to it. Oh. But if you Google Krabby Patty video, you'll, you'll see, you'll see <laughs> the order and, and the, the, the driver, the son, he thinks he is just. It's so funny. So he didn't really want to go through and get any food. The whole purpose was to just play this joke. Clearly, I mean, since he's recording from the beginning, he's yeah. got his phone way down in his, in his lower left side. He obviously yeah. is thinking, okay, Dad wants a Big Mac. I'm going to tell him to order a Krabby Patty. This will be hysterical. Probably never got his Big Mac. It, it, it is funny. Yeah, that's the problem. That's, that's the thing where social media is right. They're like, but there's no payoff. Yeah, none. We don't know how it ends. So, anyway. Uh, well, but, you know, the payoff is he's getting his video played. He is. It, it went viral. All right, speaking of peanut butter, last month, a teenager in Iowa named Eli launched an Instagram account called Peanut Butter Eater 16. And he promised... To eat one tablespoon of peanut butter for every 50 followers that he got. Oh. Oh. And he quickly found himself in a jam. <laughs> After more than 100,000 people followed him in a single week. Oh, my. So, you know, it got picked oh. up by somebody who had a lot of followers. They X'd it out. They they shot it out. And uh, they said, hey, let's get this kid to eat a lot of oh, peanut Jerry, butter. He needs a peanut butter sponsor. He is currently sitting at 115,000 followers. That would be 2,300 spoonfuls oh, of right. peanut butter. Or or 72 16-ounce jars oh, dang. of peanut oh, butter doable that he needs to consume. No. Yeah, but how long would it take? A week. Uh, he stuck with the plan until day six when 20,000 people followed him overnight. And at that point, he said, okay, I've got to modify my promise. He says, I'll eat a cup of peanut butter, which is, when you get it all out, a cup is eight ounces. That's half a jar of 16 oh, ounces oh, oh my. for every 10,000 followers. And even that's been a challenge. His mom says he's gone through seven large 64-ounce jars in one month. That's <laughs> 28 pounds of peanut butter he's eaten. I, 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 I can't believe she said yes to this. I mean, is, she, is she the one buying all this? Oh, no, kid. I, I, Terror, yeah. No. Are you funding your little thing you're doing here? Fine. Yes. If you wait for the oh, story, I'll okay. get through it. Yes. <laughs> uh, he celebrated with a video when he got to 100,000 followers where he was covered in peanut butter. Oh, no. <laughs> By the way, his brand of choice is Skippy, so they sent him a care package filled with snacks and swag. Oh. And now he started posting paid content, like a video <laughs> where he eats peanut butter while wearing a brand's sunglasses. So, like, Ray-Ban. Mm. You know, hey. Okay, uh, good um, for him. Um, um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's also selling merch, uh, and he just changed the uh, challenge again. He's eating a spoonful of peanut butter for every 50 sales uh, that he Oh, very smart. There you go. All right. Now you want to get in on it, Mom, be his manager. Anyway, not very smart. More <laughs> indicative of how dumb society is. Yeah, I, I feel bad for the for the guy that he's actually eating the inferior peanut butter. Oh, Skippy God. is nowhere near Jiffy. Oh, whatever. Ding, ding. Skippy is superior. <laughs> no, yeah. Jiff is ant. Uh, Choosy what, moms no. choose Jiff. That's right. Team Jiff, people. Yeah. Ooh, ooh. Uh, 
They're the same. You don't have. They're the same to me. <gasps> not to me. Oh, they're not the same. Spooky's I think we have. Oily. We have both at Williams Manor. It doesn't matter. We just grab them and eat, eat them. Oh, it matters. Good. <laughs> you know what? Good. I'm glad you guys have these things to, to, to keep you occupied and worried. Skippy definitely has the cooler um, uh, brand, though. Like their 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 packaging, way cooler. Okay. The blue. So well, so Skippy wins on packaging, but Brandon, you say Skippy's too oily. Is that yeah, what you say? Yeah, and I don't I don't buy that packaging thing because Jif is an American classic you look at it and you think america is is skippy not an american classic it might be but i'm asking i don't know it doesn't give off that impression it looks more foreign to me it looks very european it does i think europeans like a very greasy (laughs) oily type of peanut butter obviously you know usually usually your peanut butter argument is the old uh crunchy creamy thing this is different i i I didn't realize there was a lot of brand loyalty with uh with Skippy versus Jeff. Oh, yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh, yeah. Like, I even sneer at the Skippy when I'm in the peanut butter aisle. And I'm like, oh, it's Jeff for Pops because he loves himself a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. And, you know, I will tell you, there's always, um, when, when you're showing, like, who is selling more, Jeff. Every time when I'm at the store. Oh, there's science. <laughs> that, that is what we call hardcore empirical evidence. Oh. Do you do you uh, do you oh, side eye people that you see in that peanut butter oh, aisle? Skippy, you're like, mm, okay, you're not from here. All oh, right, that's okay. okay. Well, no, no, that's okay. Skip on by you. <laughs> yeah. well, I th- was Skippy out first or was Jeff out? I'm, first? I'm working on it, okay, Kyle. I didn't see this coming. I gotta tell you. But here's one of the a huge thing that Brando did say in there because you know Kyle's talking about the packaging and I do agree with the packaging of of what Brandon said but I will take taste over packaging any day. If it was decided that Skippy had cooler packaging, oh wow, good for you. We win on taste. <laughs> yeah. I mean, oh, lottie dotty do, your packaging's wonderful. Mm-hmm. Woot woot. And how is Jif more American, Brandon? They, uh, in their packaging, it's red, white, and I'm sorry, red, blue, and green. There's, True. There's no white in there, and well, green is not American. It's it's just the design. It's right. not necessarily the colors. Right, if you exactly. look at Skippy, it's like it, you might as it's well blue, be white, saying and red. You might as well be saying it in Dutch. Oh, it's oh, the Skippy. Oh, uh, blue, white, and Ooh. red. There's plenty of flags around the world that have blue, white, and red, my friend. Mm-hmm. So that doesn't always mean America. FYI, and it's the wrong color blue. <laughs> that's, not our, yeah. that's not our blue in uh, the flag. I it's a cooler it's blue. Fifty-three nations have a red, white, and blue yeah, flag. Yeah, and there's a specific blue that mm. we have in America. Yeah. Uh, when it comes to Jif, uh, the original creamy and crunchy style Jif peanut butters, both made their nationwide debut in 1958. And at the same time? Yes. Oh. And uh, that was in uh, Lexington, Kentucky, where that occurred. That was, uh, again, 1958. As for Skippy, they debuted in Austin, Minnesota in 1933. So Skippy's the original. They are both American. Yes. Um, So I'm not finding any differences there. Right, and the reason um, Jeff had to come around is because Skippy Skippy didn't do it right. Right. It's like, it came out first, but it's like, ooh, we need something else. Stat. Jeff looked at it, and they were like, hmm, that's almost there. Hold my beer. I'm going to make it better. Man, that Skippy's chunky, though. There's no substitution for it. Oh, there is Jiffy. Okay. Oh. Um, there is a very, I have a very reliable site that I go to immediately that I pay for. And uh, it, it, anything I want to know about which whatever sells more, mm-hmm. I get it right away. And there is a very clear winner. Oh, my God. Come on, Team Jiff. Team Jiff. In Skippy. fact, in Jif. fact, Jif. one of them's in first place. Or is it GIF? And. <laughs> 
Don't start that. One of them's in first place. Either uh, either Jif or Skiffy. Better be Jif. The other one isn't even in second. Second place goes to uh, all sorts of private labels. You know, like like yeah, those the, uh, all of them combined are second. The or- organic ones. Yeah, the yeah. gourmet ones, the organic mm-hmm. ones, yeah, okay. the local ones. All right. That, oh, right. right, right, right. Yes. Oh, come on, Jeff. Now, why it is that people care if they're buying the number one brand, I, I've never really understood. I, I figured you just want... It gives me hope for America if Jeff wow. is number one. This is where we've come. <laughs> we're down to hope for America based on which peanut butter is if, selling. If Jeff is not number one, we're doomed. Yep. I'm out of here. It just well, proves how terrible course, we've become. We already know Jif is number one because Dawn sees it at the store being bought more or whatever. <laughs> the number one selling brand of peanut butter in America by a three to one margin over number three is Jif. Yeah! Son of a USA! bitch! With USA! the uh, 31% <laughs> share of the market. All right. Private labels are 18%. Skippy is at 10.5%. Because it's dumb. Of the oh, market. I'm still eating it. Hey, Brando, as we approach the top of the hour, are we doing a game? We are not. All our, right. Uh, we have, there's an outage <laughs> in the area, which is our, it's it's making it impossible for people to call into the show. So we've had uh, no games today, and we will not have one t- right now. And are we not going to have one in an hour? Can we announce that with uh, certainty? It's very possible that we could get phones back, but I'm not making any promises. Excellent. So instead of me taking callers for a game right now. I'm just going to press this button. <laughs> Rob, anybody, and Dawn. The Rob, anybody, and Dawn Show. Welcome back to the Rob, Anybody, and Dawn Show. Remember, you have choices, and this is the one you made. Get help. Well, only a few, I don't know, 100 emails coming in. RAD at radradio.com. I think this one uh, kind of sums up where we've been the last 20 minutes. It's from Greg. <laughs> Hi, Greg. He says, as an Air Force veteran. Thank you so much for your service. I cannot tell you how happy it makes me knowing that at one time I defended this country's right to have amazing debates like which brand of peanut butter is more patriotic. Skippy. <laughs> <laughs> God bless uh, the USA. Hell yeah, yeah USA. USA. Uh, to USA. that note, Michelle says, I'm with you, Kyle. Skippy is my brand. That's right. It's probably because that's what I was raised with. But honestly, I don't like the GIF packaging, so I've never been tempted to buy it as a substitute. Whatever, you're a loser. No one buys it. And a commie. Yeah, the, the Jiffy wins. Somehow no, no, red, no. blue, and green is more patriotic. <laughs> I'm, I'm still lost on this whole argument on so many levels. <laughs> Uh, Victor wrote in and said, uh, I don't know if it's just the Mandela effect. Everybody know what that is? Yeah, yeah. where you think something's happening in an alternate universe where you might like slip in and out of them because something's happening at the same time? No. It's no. like the Berenstein Bears is what people remember, but it's actually the Bernstein Bears. There you go. Oh. It's the misremembering of a specific fact. It goes all the way back to Nelson Mandela uh, and a, a, a speech that was given years later where everybody said Nelson Mandela, Mandela had died in prison. He hadn't, but everybody believed it. So they, they coined it the Mandela effect. The, the technical uh, definition, the Mandela effect, refers to a collective misremembering of a specific fact or event. And it's a collective misremember. There's a bunch of you. you go, oh, no, yeah, I remember that. I remember yeah, that. Yeah. Okay. So Victor says, I don't know if it's a Mandela effect, but as a kid, I remember growing up, and it was Jiffy. And Dawn subconsciously called it Jiffy just now, too. Right, it was never called Jiffy. 
It's always been called Jif. I do call it Jif. But there are people that, that <laughs> if, if you Google it, there's a lot like you. People's minds are like blown. Yeah. It, it, it was never called Jiffy. It's because there's a Jiffy lube out there yes. in the universe. Uh, so you, you yeah. mix the two together. Yeah, it, it, oh it gummed up the work. Saying it's, it's ironic. You go to Jiffy Lube to get your oil changed in a Jif. Aha! Uh, it's so, it's so mind blowing. Uh, Kevin wrote in. This is an interesting way to phrase it. It says, Kyle is an idiot. Oh, no, no. But at least he knows which peanut butter is the better choice. Jif Jif is a second-rate product. No, not really. has likely led to the increase in peanut allergy cases. Just saying. Wow. That's something to throw in. Any peanut product would cause to the lead. (laughs) Says the queen of throwing something in. Yeah, that's right. Only I'm allowed to do it. Uh, multiple people, by the way, uh, wrote in uh, and wanted to know, wanted to make sure that it was mentioned about Peter Pan peanut butter. Yeah. Uh, which, by the way, is fourth. It's right behind Skippy in terms of sales. I, I, I'm indifferent with Peter Pan. Whatever. I'm indifferent to this entire conversation. <laughs> Peter Pan now, is for kids. Uh, it, yes. It, 100%. Now, if we're talking <sighs> the healthy brands, oh, I have mine. And it's named after a city in California. Can we all guess? Uh, Santa Cruz. Bakers- oh, I was oh. going to say Bakersfield. Oh. Yeah, I, 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 that would be great. I don't need a healthy peanut butter. I love the Santa Cruz brand. Oh, my God. So good. Or Justin's. Oh, no. Oh, my God. What do I do? Better than Adam's? What do I do? You buy Jif. <laughs> Diana wrote in and said, all of you are heathens. The best peanut butter that reigns supreme is Reese's yes. peanut butter. Oh, my oh. husband loves that one. You, That's, that's right. what you will always find on his shelf in the pantry is Reese's peanut butter. I forgot that they jarred that. <laughs> yeah, it's his fave. Um, all of this began because we were doing the, uh, the food pile, uh, and uh, Kyle has been tasked to winning a million dollars by redesigning the Whopper. Uh, they're giving people a chance. You got to come up with something uh, unique. Uh, that there's 200,000 Whopper combinations. Uh, they're going to pick the best three. Burger King is, and then they're going to sell them nationwide. And the person that gets the most votes wins a million dollars. But one of the rules was uh, no allergens. And so Kyle immediately says, "How about a Whopper with peanut butter?" Yeah, I missed that part. And uh, <laughs> the three other stooges uh, in the studio, including me, all sit here and go, "Wow, it's a really good idea, Kyle. Yeah, that's, that's a really oh, popular man. thing." Doy 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 until dozens of people write in and go, "Hello." That's an allergen. So. I really think it's a, our subconscious way of just not acknowledging the peanut allergy, which is, you know, maybe mean. No, 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 it's not. It's not. It's not at all mean. I mean, it's um, uh, it's um, what manslaughter. Uh, if you just don't acknowledge it, you know, say that, you know, it, because while peanut allergies can be treated, if you don't do it at a young age, they are real. So, you know, that's all. But, that, that, you know, manslaughter's mean. Got it. Yeah, I think so. Got it. Yeah. Um, so, uh, Dana wrote in with her idea of a Whopper. She said, how about Nacho Whopper? Shredded lettuce, jalapeno, nacho cheese. Yeah, Wendy's did that with yeah. the, with the corn, uh, one where it had the tortilla strips and the little pieces of the corn in it. Mm. And it was, it was good. I don't know if it was a million dollars worthy of winning a prize. Yeah. Basic. <laughs> I don't know. Nacho cheese. Oh, yum. Yeah, but- It's there, gotta be the right nacho cheese, Yeah, though. and what's unique about that? I think that's- yeah. Uh, Rick wrote in about the Jif, Jiffy. So, so Jif peanut butter has never been called Jiffy. And then Brandon brought up, do we call it Jiffy because there's that there's Jiffy lube out there? <laughs> Rick said, what about Jiffy Pop, the camping oh, popcorn? Oh, yeah. Could be that too. Maybe all those okay. things. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. All right. 
Uh, so we so we had the guy writing about the Mandela effect. Then there's the the I don't know which which version there is, but there, there's this psychosomatic effect that I was worried was going to start yesterday. Some guy wrote in. And he said, do you guys have a fly in the studio? I keep hearing a buzzy. And I'm like, a, a fly? <laughs> and, and I think it was Kyle keyed in on maybe it's the studio printer, which is right at my right knee. Um, so I, I hear it all the time, but I didn't know that anybody else could hear it. Or, and Brandon posited that maybe uh, maybe uh, the, the printer needs a, a, a tune-up. Just an oil. <laughs> yeah. Just an oil A jiffy job. loop, yeah. yeah. Um, and I said, I said, God damn it. Now we're just going to start getting all these people. So out of nowhere. Finally you know, they can hear it. One guy yeah. says it, and now everybody's going to hear it. Well, here's our first. Took a whole day. Lisa says, I can't stop hearing your printer. Is it not oiled yet? <laughs> not yet. I, I have some oil here, but I don't know if it's if it's compatible with the spool. I don't want to ruin the printer by yeah. just shoving any any sort of oil in there. So I'm consulting with our buddies at Tech2U to see what the best product would be. Which makes sense since uh, uh, Tech2U is already working on our uh, phone problem. We can't take phone calls uh, today uh, so far. Uh, we're working on that. Uh, and uh, uh, Tech2U Tuesday is three hours from now. So at 10 a.m. we will do the Mixed Picks uh, Sportscast. That's Steve Mickelson and I every morning at 10 a.m. Rad TV, members.radradio.com. Also on the Rad Radio app uh, where it's free for everybody. And uh, if you're in Sacramento, 104.7 FM, 890 AM. That's the Mixed Picks Sportscast. And today at 11 a.m. is Tech2U Tuesday hosted by Ian. And it's an all-scam Tech2U Tuesday uh, edition. So with the, the printer... Um, I, I shared yesterday that there are plenty of times I hear it and then times I don't. So is it a constant noise and I've just learned to block it out sometimes, but other times not, or does it come and go? I don't know because I mean, the printer was printing endlessly during our last segment. Yeah. I, I, I didn't notice it. It is a constant sound now. Oh, it's okay. just a newer development over the last week or so. Yeah, you could, for me at least, I could always hear the printer just because I know when it's going off. See? But now it's it's a little louder and it's making a slightly different noise. It's making a more aggressive noise. Okay, so I think what's happening with me anyway is my level and interest of the show. <laughs> Probably when I'm interested in the show, I don't hear it. That sounds and right. And then I hear it when I'm like, here we go. Hopefully that's, uh, that's what the yeah. maggots are experiencing. <laughs> Um, Tony wrote in, uh, so, somebody wrote in an hour ago and, and insisted that I, I give a brief uh, uh, explanation of this border crisis deal that's all over social media, cable news media, and, and in the end, all, all I thought was it points out that neither political party cares about us at all. They care about one thing, uh, controlling power, and that's it. It's an election year. They're not going to do anything to improve our lives. They never do. And, and so I did the whole thing. Tony wrote in and said, Rob, is there any way to convince you? To create a Rob's Politics podcast after the show, at least until the election, maybe once a week. Something that gives those who subscribe to Rad TV an option to hear your blah, 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 blah. Aww. Look, first of all, um, how much how much work are you going to throw at me here? <laughs> well, you're good at what you do. You're good with the speaking thing. Wonderful. I also run a company. And the adjustment between being Aww. done on the air at 10, 15, 10, 20 to being done on the air in 11, 15, 11, 20 was already, it was a slap in the face of, wait a minute, usually I'm an hour into the business side of things, calling clients, calling partners. Oh, by the way, I've got a prep tomorrow show. I love doing the sports show. I love it. It's half done. I've got everything back here. It's a sports show. It's got to be up to date. I mean, I prep the sports show while I'm doing this show. Um, but the real answer is I, I, if I, if I do anything like that, it won't be until after Labor Day when everybody's paying attention. I gotta tell you, I don't know if I can take it. I really don't. It, I, I, it is such a toxic environment, and it's made toxic by—and I don't mean this directed at you, Tony. 
it's made toxic by the people, by by society. And I just, I can't, I I don't have a lot of times I say can't. I, I really don't. I can't deal with the people that are that are hardcore team members of pro-Republican, pro-Democrat, pro-Trump. I can't do it. You know, we did the border thing, and right away, half a dozen people write in with their asinine emails about why the Democrats are right when it comes to the border, why Trump's right when it comes to the border, why other types of Republicans are right. When, and and it, it's all BS. It's all jaded. I'm not even looking at the other side. This, the ironic thing about all of this is the, the, rise, the rise of Rush Limbaugh was that he came along and said, you're, you're not getting all the truth, 1986 to 1989 was his big rise. You're not getting told everything. And a lot of people went, wait, Peter Jennings and Tom Brokaw are keeping things from us? And then it, the conservative media was born under the guise of, we're going to tell you what they're not telling you. We're going to tell you the truth. And now they've become the problem as much as the other side of the aisle. Both sides are engaging in it, and they are poisoning and propagandizing you left and right, and you're buying it, and I just don't think I, I, don't think I can deal with it. I, I don't know how much of it I can deal with on this show. So it's not likely, Tony, but we'll, we'll see how the year progresses. Do you, you know, because it's very uh, – if you, and, and I have, and I don't daily, but I, I have, and this is where I have fallen with what I'm about to say, have really sat and thought about what is what is it that's bothering me about this? And you know what it is? It is a deep sadness for our country that I have because you all have picked. Do, do you know why they have the power they have? They didn't just get it because you gave it to them willingly. You have all decided to divide Americans. We are divided against each other. And that gives them so much power. Instead of standing up for your fellow American, you're defending Rob. When Rob's telling me these emails, I'm like, they're defending a Democrat, a Republican, or a politician. What the hell are we doing? If Americans actually came together, and I don't mean in our viewpoints, you don't want that. Then go live in China and somewhere else that they force you to all think the same. If we all came together as Americans, even though we thought differently, they quite possibly couldn't have the power they have. But you all too easily fall in line and do their bidding and fight against each other while they're off uh, making plans, making sure they all stay in power. And you, you, you put this team, the team colors on, whatever side you've chosen, and you'll defend it almost to the death of your country, which has literally happened. It is so sad. You want to know how Americans can have power and freedom? Quit uniting with your government and unite with us, the people. Hey, Brian. Brian? Yeah. Are you still going to do the dollars for Jan? Roof, roof. Are you still going to do that? With everything going on, I was just wondering. You still... Yeah, I can do something. Right. Uh, if you're watching this on Rad TV at members.radradio.com, coming up at the bottom of the hour during our next commercial break, you will get the Dogwoods Resort K9 Cam. Oh, the big little puppy. What's coming up, Brando? I've got my dog, Walter, in the house. Sawn logs, as usual. <laughs> uh, the hound uh, snoring away, uh, coming up at the bottom of the hour on Rad TV at members.radradio.com. Oh, baby. Here's Dr. Rob. Doctor of Love. Eh. Doctor Rob. Not so much love today. You got a different subject here. Here's how the Doctor Rob segment works. You got a question, a comment, a problem of your own. Our phone number does not work. Oh. <laughs> but you can email the doctor anytime. Rad at radradio.com. And remember, I am not really a doctor. Thus, you should suck it. Uh, this is from uh, Casey. Hey, Casey. Uh, wants advice on becoming a boss. Says, Hey, Doctor Rob, I recently accepted a position as a manager at a tech company. I start Monday. 
I will be overseeing a team of around a dozen technical specialists. I have previously held leadership roles for other companies, but I was still doing the same technical work as my team. However, for this new position, I will be strictly supervising my team, empowering them to be successful in their positions. And I'm not expected to be doing the technical work myself, as my day will be filled with meetings and other obligations. So it used to be he was sitting there in the trenches doing the same things they were doing, but he was the, just the head guy in charge. Now he ain't, ain't going to be in the trenches. He's got other things he's got to do. says, I have three main worries. They are, number one, making a good first impression on my team. Number two, earning the respect of the older members of my team, as I am in my mid-20s, but half of my team are in their 40s or older. And number three, Setting myself up for failure by just doing the technical work myself if my team isn't doing things fast enough or good enough. I really would like your advice on how I can be a successful boss. Well, I don't know you personally, I've always admired your work ethic, and I've told myself that I could be like Rob. I'm sure I could succeed in any role. Thank you. That's very nice. I appreciate you identifying these three things. Let's start with them in no random or, or, or in a random order, rather. Do not do number three. Number three was... Setting yourself up for failure by just doing the technical work yourself if your team isn't doing things fast enough or good enough. Do not do that. That is the worst message to send to your team. They'll get, get out of my way. I'll just handle it. No. That is telling your team, I know better. I'm going to Bigfoot you. It would have to be an extraordinary moment where you are up against a deadline and somebody just was not getting it or was not performing for you to even consider doing something like that. You sit down with them. You ask them how you can help them. You offer suggestions in a non-patronizing way. You that See, that one's all on you, pal. If you're inclined to say, just let me do it, then you got to get rid of that trait if you're going to be a supervisor, boss, manager, anything moving forward. That is, that is not, that it, no. That will alienate you to that person and anyone else who sees you do it immediately. Making a good impression. First of all, be positive. Believe in them empower them, um, let them know that you're there to do exactly what you said, that you are there to empower them to be successful in their positions. The way I always phrase it is I give people the tools they need to succeed and then I get the hell out of their way. Let them succeed. Now, in that case, I've hired everybody for the last 20 plus years. So I know I've hired people who are built to succeed and I've just got to guide them in whatever way. You don't have that luxury. This is a new company. So you're getting a dozen people. You're inheriting a dozen people. You still need to do the same thing. You need to make sure that you're giving them everything they need to succeed so that you can evaluate them, watch them. And, and I don't know, obviously, you didn't say what your structure is. Do you, do you then have to go to someone or do you have the, the authority to go to one of these, these team members and go, uh, if you don't pick this up in 30 days, we're going to dot, dot, dot. Um, the age difference thing. I, I dealt with that uh, for a couple decades until I got to be super old. Now I'm the oldest guy in the room. I used to always be the youngest guy uh, in, in, in the room. Uh, now, the one, the one advantage I had uh, was the one that's been taken away from you. The, the older people, it was the same thing. My God, I was a program director when I was 19. I had a, I had a guy on in the middays who was over 50. Um, and a, a news guy who was twice my age. And, and on and on and on it, it went. One of the things is, is that I had that you don't have is I was doing, for the most part, the same thing. I, I, was, I was on the air. I was managing. I was programming. I, so they got to see that. I would, I, they would see if uh, back in the day, if a commercial had to be uh, recorded, I would just do it. If, if it was a deadline thing and everybody else was busy, things like that. But that, that doesn't mean that you can't still attack this in a, in a few ways. First of all, ask their advice. Remember, 
they're twice as old as you, which means they've lived twice as long as you. They have experience. They might not have wisdom. You'll find out. <laughs> but they might have a way of doing something that is completely different than what you've been taught, what you've experienced. And you'll go, wow, that's actually really smart. Now, you're not, you're not going to take all their ideas, but at least show them that you want to listen. You want to learn from them. You want to, you, you know, maybe, maybe ask them things like, hey, how did you guys do this? You know, you've been doing this for 20 years. How, how, how did you guys used to do this? You might come up with some amazing ideas. You do have to be ready for conflict. It's very possible there's going to be, uh, uh, you know, guys in their mid-40s. I like, another oh, kid. Don't tell me. I've been, I've been doing this longer than you've been alive. The way you deal with that is, is uh, again, you be pleasant. You don't let them walk all over you. Um, but you, you continue to be a good manager. You know how to be a good manager. I, I really think that the, the worst part of your email is you wrote that you have three worries. You should not be worried about anything. You should be confidently going in to this new position knowing there's a reason you got the job. And identifying the potential landmines, which we will try to get you to leap around as you do this job. Well, and as an older person, sadly, there are just older people that they're just not going to give you a chance because you're young. Mm -hmm. Because you're young and you're in a role that they don't think you possibly could do because of your age. And, and you can't worry about winning them over. You just hope you're going to get work out of them. They don't all need – it's like a parent. You know, kids don't have to be your best friends until maybe later when they grow up. Not everybody you work with needs to be your best friend. You are the boss. There needs to be that boundary where, yes, they respect you. Maybe they don't like you, but they respect you. And that's that's if that's the most you're going to get out of them, that's going to be really good. Yeah, it, it, it's <laughs> that is all true, and, and especially the part that you have to understand that there are there. Look, you're you're in your mid twenties, and you have you have you do. You have some preconceived stereotypes and notions about people twice your age because you're a human being. Right. Yes. And Dawn's right. <laughs> Dawn's a great example on this show of someone, early 50s, who immediately will go to an idea the minute she hears something. Uh, and you can do it without even knowing the age. If she hears a story about that's a stereotype of Gen Z, oh, yeah, there's kids today. Yep. And then it might turn out, no, actually, they're our age. You know, so you've got to, you've yeah. got to, so it's important for you to know, yes, that's going to exist in, in both directions and, and be, and you have to rise above it because you're the boss. Another parental thing that we kind of go hand in hand sometimes, uh, being a parent and then you become a boss. When you said, oh, I'll just do it for you. How many, how, how many parents do you know that that has not worked out for them when they've gotten tired of their kids not doing the chores that they needed them to do and they just do it and take over. Now they're doing everything and the kids, hello, just as people, your employees, Fine, he'll just do it. I don't need to do it. They will cede to laziness. <laughs> uh, here's a couple of suggestions. I got an email here from Chris. Hey, Chris. It says, soon after you start at the new company, actively seek a mentor, someone who has been in a people leadership role position for a while and can show you some blind spots that you may not see. That's always good advice. I mean, mentors that can teach you anything, whether it's a mentor within that company that can kind of give you some background on, oh, this guy. You have to watch out for this guy. <laughs> Uh, or just in life in general. Uh, Mac wrote in, Cody rather. Cody wrote in and said, also, let him know that his jokes now have become twice as funny. Remember, they are co-workers, not friends, right? Yeah, because yeah. you're the boss. Yeah. Yes, that's true. Bob is not a real doctor. <laughs> he only plays a doctor on the radio. Most of the time, he's full of crap. You can write to the doctor anytime, R-A-D, at radradio.com. Rob. Anybody. And Dawn. The Rob. Anybody. And Dawn Show.
Our New Year's resolution was to in no way improve anything about our program. So far, so good. This is Rad Radio. I got this email, rad at radradio.com from uh, Kelly. Hi, Kelly. Who's a better class of Rad Radio listener watching us on Rad TV at uh, members.radradio.com. Usually during commercial breaks, you see what's going on, sights and sounds of the studios, uh, which mostly today has been uh, poor Brandon running around like a chicken with his head cut off. Uh, we, we can't take phone calls. Uh, we're not exactly sure why. We're still trying to isolate it, but we know it's not our. It's not us. It's yeah. not. It's not us. That's correct. That we've that we've determined, and then that makes it even worse when it's out of our control. Oh. I can't just say, "Well, here, go use the corporate card," or just have somebody fix it, because <laughs> you have different sources for how we get our information. So he, Brandon's working on that, but he did take time uh, during this last break to bring you the Dogwoods Resort Canine Cam. Uh, as usual, his hound Walter is here. Kelly says, Walter is so cute. Mm-hmm. I imagine Brandon and Walter's relationship is like a meme that I saw on Facebook where the pet is staring at the owner with love and says, tell me again about the day you rescued me. Oh, that yeah. was a that was an interesting story, if I remember right. Wasn't there like a false alarm where almost you, you and Walter almost didn't become one? That's true, yeah. But just to uh, clear the clear the, the, the assumption that he looks at me and asks me how he got... <laughs> I, I got him. He actually is asking me like when I, he's going to go potty and when he's going to eat. Yeah, that. exactly. Uh, but it was uh, Memorial Day weekend uh, because uh, we were going to uh, previous in a previous life. I was going to the SPCA to pick out a new, a new dog. We had seen this really messed up looking uh, shepherd mix, uh, and by messed up I mean like the facial features were not all there. Like it mm. was it was a very special dog, like yeah. a Quasimodo type of a dog. And we which, f- by the way, just if I could interrupt uh, real quickly, because of the, the puppy bowls this weekend, and the, of the 100 whatever dogs that we were talking about earlier this week, they are featuring like for the first time ever a half dozen special needs puppies. Mm. All of those dogs will be adoptable, um, but they want to highlight the fact that hey, you know, they they need homes too. We don't just we shouldn't just discard them. So yeah, go ahead. Brandon. And that was the primary reason why we wanted to adopt. This this, this special dog because it needs love too and so we wanted to go meet it and see see if it would click with us and it didn't it just kind of ignored us didn't really want anything to do with us the temperament just wasn't our style um so i hope that that dog got it a good home yeah. uh, but while we were entering the sbca uh a lady was walking out with walter and walter looked right up at me and ran towards me oh boy. and he was like oh Dude, what's up? I I dig your vibe. Can you take me with you? Type of type of reaction, and uh, we ended up talking to the lady a little bit, and she said, "Yeah, I just can't handle this this dog. Uh, he's just too much, and I have a I have an eight year old's birthday party to get to today, and so I just don't. They're not accepting him here because." She claims that she found him running around the the uh, train tracks out in Lincoln, California, which is kind of like a little outskirt of Sacramento, um, kind of a, a rural type of place. And because he was found there, it's not it wasn't compatible with the county SPCA that we were at at the time. She had to take him to another one in the Placer County area. Um, so long story short, we heard this story and we wanted to keep in contact with and see if she actually did take the dog to that SPCA that she was instructed to and there was no messages no pictures nothing it wasn't he wasn't listed so come the next uh, Tuesday because it was a three-day weekend uh, we were able to call that specific place and they said oh yeah we we just picked him up uh, from the dog park and so he was abandoned at a dog park that day for for two nights because it was Saturday when we when we ran into him um, and nobody was working. So the animal control and I, I imagine it went down like this, like you, 
if you're a dog person, you go to the dog park, you see a dog out there, and there's a bunch of people around, you think, though, that's somebody's dog. Right. So leaving that place without checking or, or you know, wanting to see if that person's dog was being taken care of. Um, and so, Memorial Day weekend, probably packed. Exactly. In and out, lots of people. Yeah. So he was picked up, and fortunately, he was okay, probably shaken up. I mean, he, he already has severe separation anxiety. And I think that a lot of things happened prior to him being abandoned at the dog park. Um, but we were able to, uh, track him down and, uh, we had to wait a whole week until we could at least see, give the opportunity for somebody to claim him. I, I doubt, I doubted that that person who abandoned him there was going to even bother. Um, and so after that week trial was up, we went and picked him up, and he, he, as he was coming out that hallway, he looked over at me, and he just he, he had an accident right there. He was super excited, and he's just been my best friend ever since, and uh, that was, man, that was probably almost eight years ago. Um, and uh, that was a good timing of that emailer to write in because you and I had a conversation a few weeks ago, Brando, when you were getting Sadie, because we always wind up uh, with these ass blanks uh, who immediately have to go down the uh, adopt-don't-shop thing Mm -hmm. and to me i mean you're just you're not a real dog lover if you're gonna if you're gonna toot that horn and especially when you come after people like brandon and me who have some pretty extraordinary rescue stories uh in our in our past and and as we've said on the show before rescuing dogs adopting dogs is not for everybody and it certainly is not for i don't have any experience with dogs or i'm a first-time dog owner people because they all come with the baggage and, and whether it's separation anxiety, uh, whether like with uh, Nellie, the, the German shepherd, uh, it, uh, she, she had a fear of men and water. Uh, and we're pretty sure she was abused by a male owner. Uh, and and I, had to, I had to bring her back to life, uh, you know, in that, in that way. And when you come after people who have done it, and we'll probably do it again, and, and you don't realize that if, if the dogs that you're shopping for um, – like we just bought Sarge, purebred black Labrador, paid a lot of money for him, and he w- he was the last one. If nobody would have bought him, what do you think happens to him? He becomes a dog that needs to be rescued in one way or another. They, they the breeders don't just keep him around. I mean, sometimes if they're great stock or whatever, they keep him around. They don't. It's an asinine position to take. And I know that that Brandon and I kind of shared that. You know, there's not a lot that gets to us when you're in the public eye like this, and everybody's you know you're the target. It's just, it's so short-sighted and lazy, especially when you've gone down, you've walked the walk. And, and so I, I, that was a great email, and I, I thank you for embracing that opportunity to tell that story because yeah, absolutely. people need to see, hear, hear and see both sides yeah, of it. Yeah, and I know that I have, I, I've shared that I got a Bernadoodle puppy. Uh, you know, it's a purebred. We got her right when she was, she's basically still an infant now. Um, and we paid money for it, and... I justify it by, you know, I've never had this experience before. I would love to be able to take a puppy and mold it into a family member without having to manage all of those other things that you get with with rescue dogs. And every single animal I've ever owned has been a rescue animal. So just (laughs) once in my life, can I just buy one, please? Yes. And we're all glad you did. Yeah. And I'm not saying that you think you have to justify yourself, but you you don't have to, no one has to justify themselves for getting a purebred, but I know a lot of people feel that they have to because the most important thing I think that's been said is when you said, Rob, not everyone 
is capable of taking in a rescue. You can be a person with the biggest heart and it makes you cry every time you hear about a rescue or see that a dog needs to be rescued, but you know you don't have the capabilities, meaning the experience. And if you don't have the experience, do you have the means to get help for the training that may or may not be needed? Because my oldest sister, when she was an empty nester, and this years ago when the nieces moved out, she then started taking in dogs because she was like, I'll fill the house with dogs. And yeah, people can look at it now and go, oh my God, this is so lovely. Look at your four dogs and oh, they're all so great together. It was not always the case because these were uh, honestly all four of them, street dogs. One uh, came about like, I don't even want to say what happened to it, but basically this dog needs diapers the rest of his life. It's, it's my sister's baby forever. It will always need diapers. And this dog, Here's the other thing. This dog, it has changed their life, and they're fine with it, my sister and brother-in-law. This dog only trusts them. That's it because of what occurred to that dog. So it's not like they can have a lot of people over and a lot of you know visitation and socializing inside their house. And there's, I'm sorry, there's only one other person they could leave that dog with that knows how to handle that dog if they had to go away. But the other three, you know, that were they were abandoned, left off the road or whatever – it took time for all those dogs to finally work together and be peaceful and coexist. It was not like an, an easy ride. And if you're not cut out for it, don't have the time for it. Those are the dogs that end up back at the shelter or people end up dumping them off. So it's like more trauma. Yeah, it's not. It, it's what is best for the. You might have a heart for it, but is it best for the dog? Because can you give that dog your life? Because the last thing you want to do is turn the dog back in. Got this email, rad at radradio.com from Allison. Hi, Allison. She says, oh, I love the Toby Keith bumper music this morning. I'm so sad that he passed away. He was one of my first country music star crushes. He was so handsome to a 16-year-old girl back in the late uh, 90s. Yes, uh, other than the very first segment, we've been trying to honor Toby Keith with the bumper music when we come back from... uh, break and the only reason we didn't do it the first segment is because i'm an idiot and pressed the wrong uh, button uh kobe uh, toby keith died at the age of 62 he'd been battling stomach cancer he did tell us all that in june of 2022 he went back to report uh, to performing late last year he was at the people's choice awards in 2023 in september everybody looked great turns out looks like he took a turn for the worse and said i don't want anybody fawning over me let's just see how this goes and i guess we've kind of stumbled into entertainment news Uh, right on cue. Julie just wrote in and also said I'm loving the Toby Keith pumper music today. I was sad but not surprised to hear he passed. I know he battled cancer. I was hoping he'd win the fight. Uh, Next up in the entertainment pile, the fate of Yellowstone is again in jeopardy. Not the park, the uh, the series, the show. (laughs) Of course, uh, Kevin Costner was written off the show for the second half of its fifth and final season. And then, so we've got, that's that's still to come, right? The fifth yeah, and final season, yeah, part two. Yeah. And then they're going to do another one of their sequel spin-off things. Perfect. Because they've, they've got the Harrison Ford one and the, the whatever they are. Uh, the, uh, oh my gosh, hello, it's a Tim McGraw, but that one will, will never come back. And that's the uh, 1883. Um, so they so what, they're, what they say they're going to do is they're going to do a sequel series to Yellowstone. So they wrap it up. And then this is the, the long-rumored Matthew McConaughey uh, version <laughs> of Yellowstone. Love it. However. What? Several of the hit show's main cast, who Paramount wants to keep around to make it uh, uh, make make the sequel achieve similar success. Right, like Rip and Beth. Um, I don't know who those are, so you can tell me. Uh, uh, <laughs> Kelly Riley is the actress's name. That's Beth. Cole Hauser. That's uh, Rip. Rip. 
and Luke Grimes. Oh, yeah, that's the other brother. Okay. That's, I, I believe so. Isn't that the other brother that's super hot that's uh, married to the Native American woman? I believe yeah. so, yes. Yeah. Uh, they are all uh, requesting significant pay increases in their per-episode feeds to be part of the upcoming sequel series uh, with new lead actor Matthew McConaughey. But they're big. Oh, and, and it's also been all, all but confirmed that Michelle Pfeiffer is close to signing on as the female lead Hot. of the upcoming sequel series. I like it. Mm-hmm. Kelly Riley, Cole Hauser, and Luke Grimes also, their, their bigger problem than this giant raise they want is they want to appear first in the credits on oh. the new show. Which is never going to happen with Matthew McConaughey and Michelle Pfeiffer. Come really? In fact, series co-creator Taylor Sheridan, who the book on this guy is really weird. He's either really good or a real jerk face. I'm starting to lean on jerk, and I don't like to lean that way. He has this um, reality slash. It's not really a reality show. It 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 show. It's called The Last Cowboy, and and it just shows. Oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. Now I'm forgetting. It's not cutting horses. Hello, Don. Whatever. I guess not important. Look it up. I should know what it is. And it, it, it it's something that he has put on every year that he's adopted. And you get little glimpses of his personality when they're talking to him that kind of do teeter on jerky. And I'm like, no, I've always liked this guy. I thought he was the nicest thing. But little arrogance is starting to creep in. And, and the, you can have a little bravado when you're a cowboy. Absolutely. But you can teeter on like cocky and rude by the way you can have a little bravado no matter what you are or who you are true just so we're clear on that uh the word is that series co-creator taylor sheridan didn't originally even plan to include riley hauser and grimes it was paramount who insisted the actors on board stay so the sequel can achieve similar success as yellowstone and now again this is all unconfirmed behind the scenes reports are is that sheridan's gone back to paramount and going see i write i I was right just write them out Get rid of them. I, I'm fine. I, I I got the script. That was my idea. So oh, dang. who knows uh, where, where that? It's uh, all being ruined. Where that falls. Um, well, I did not need this survey to, to confirm what we already knew. I this is one of those non-news stories that is so non-news it should not ever have even been done, let alone printed. A Pooh Research Center <laughs> survey. <laughs> Saw 12,000 adults asked if you had to choose one sport as being America's sport, even if you don't personally follow it, which sport would it be? Duh, football. Yeah, football. Mm. Mm -hmm. No kidding, really. Now, I mean, you could look at the last decade and a half of viewership, ratings, interaction, and just go, well, it's obviously obviously football. It's been football. This whole century, it's been Duh, it's been fun. Yeah. 60 million people are watching the, these uh, playoff games. Uh, 53% of Americans said football was America's sport. And the headlines for this, this survey are things like football surpasses baseball as America's national pastime. It, I double-checked the date. I thought it, like, it was going to be dated like 2002. <laughs> but they just did that, that oh, survey. Okay, they're late to the party. <sighs> I mean, think of baseball, though. You do think of, like, America, but for me, I know this is weird. I think of it, like, in the 40s and 50s. Like, I wasn't around yet. It's like the people that are really into baseball are usually the really older dudes, like all the grandpas. Yeah, that's that's why they're that's why Major League Baseball is changing so many of their rules is to try to get the, the under 40 crowd back into back into baseball. And it, it, it has the popularity just has not been there for for two decades. And we we see that. And, and that's why. 
Baseball can always be America's pastime. The emphasis on past. Right. Yeah. It's like oh. it's like why apple pie is the fifth favorite pie in America. Oh. You know, things yeah. evolve, things grow, things like that. Uh, something that we always have are Super Bowl parties, uh, and forty-four uh, percent of people say that they have Super Bowl superstitions involving food. Oh. That this is stupid. This is stupid. This that's not what they are. This is another way of listing your favorite food. They probably this, they, must have this or they'll lose. Yeah, so so dumb. Uh, I've obviously okay. You might have you might be a Niners fan. You might be a Chiefs fan. So you have a rooting interest in the game, and then you have all the moronic sports fans. You got to wear a certain shirt, certain jersey, all that. It doesn't affect the outcome of the game. You idiots. Oh boy. Maybe you have fun. money on the game because you know at the the office uh, pool or whatever. But eighty five percent of people either must have certain foods or refuse to have others. That's where the superstition part uh, comes in. And this is all about having fun. No. Ooh, like the last time you ate this, they lost, so you cannot eat this. Yeah, that's what they want us to believe, but that's not what they're... That's not what people are answering. They're just naming their favorite foods. Well, I feel like the Super Bowl is kind of like Christmas or Easter or Thanksgiving. Like, there, there does have to be certain things there to snack on while the game is going. Well, yeah, I mean, you and I were both appalled yesterday, Kyle, that whatever survey that was that didn't include in the top five, chicken wings. I know. Oh, you're not doing chicken wings. Yeah, that was it. Burgers and hot dogs? Yeah. Uh, and chips. Chip and dip. Yeah. Um, all right, the number one Super Bowl food for good luck. No. <laughs> the number one Super Bowl food. Most people said pizza. Well, good luck. Yeah. Okay. No, it's, don't get don't get bogged down. Okay, okay, okay. Because they're not. That's not how people are answering. They're not. They're not really saying I'll have bad luck. It's Super Bowl. Of course, you have pizza. <laughs> Hot uh. dogs are second. I I don't know. Hot dogs yeah. don't seem like a Super Bowl party food to me. I've never done. I've never thought. But although we have hot dogs a couple times a month anyway. Yeah. So. See, the only Super Bowl parties I've gone to when they're grilling, it's always good food. It's always like a tri tip or a, um, ribs. Sometimes fish tacos. But oh, I'm, that's a fancy yeah. Super Bowl party. See, well, the, you know, the other thing about this is that that the one whatever we did yesterday, that was about Super Bowl parties. This is just about food at the Super Bowl or at your Super Bowl. Yeah. So because like like pizza, if we go back to pizza, I never have pizza for the Super Bowl. Oh. Now I'm not having a party. I'm not having. I don't. I don't do the Super Bowl party thing. I'm not going to get pizza on Super Bowl Sunday. I'm going to make, you know, I'm going to make a, a spread of, of foods that we like. What about pizza rolls? Because I feel, I feel that those are definitely mm. a staple of Super Bowl food. They those used and to chicken be, wings. They used to be for me until yeah. they ruined them. Sometime in the last five years, something changed about pizza rolls. They are mm. yuck. Oh. And so it's not like, a, oh, I haven't had them since I was a kid. My wife and I were devouring pizza rolls until, like I said, about five years ago. And then we went. What is wrong with they changed something? Yeah, any other flavor other than combo is inedible. Yeah, and I combo is just almost there, like how the recipe used to be. But Mm. I agree, something's different. Yeah, we haven't had good luck with the combo. See, you get me thinking with the pizza thing, and I mean, the Super Bowl is like a work day for us. We want to make sure we watch it, so we're talking about the next day. But there have been times like before the Super Bowl, you'll stop by someone's party, and I do expect them to have pizza. But it doesn't mean we're going to have pizza at our house. Yeah. So, I mean, that is a good point. So, hot dogs second, then burgers, uh, then chips. Uh, yes, chips. See, it's a snacky day. We do a lot of snacking. It's just my husband and I. It, it's snacky food. I don't even think there's really a meal. Yeah. I mean, I, okay, so I guess I, I'm getting bogged down in words here. I take out the good luck thing. I, 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 yes, chips, it's natural. Whatever we I, I don't know. We haven't even talked about are we doing chips and salsa? Are we doing chips and guacamole? Are we doing right. both? We're just going to do potato chips. But I wouldn't mention them as like one of the favorites. It's like, well, of course, they're, they're like, of course they're going to chips. I mean, I guess it's they like have standard. to be. Standard. Uh, popcorn. No. No. Oh, no. you're trying to be healthy. No. 
I don't know. I don't know that we're trying to be healthy. I don't know how they're preparing it. Uh, they don't mention that it's popcorn without butter or whatever. Yeah, see, popcorn is good, but it's fresh. And when oh at the Super God. Bowl, I feel like all the snacks are left out on the table, and popcorn would get stale really quick. It's a totally terrible option to have at a party. But even Actually, if it, even if yeah. it's like a small thing, like it's like it's you and your girl, Kyle, or you and your Kyle, you and your dad and your girls. I'm not bringing out popcorn. Not for no. a sporting event. That's for a movie. Well, I mean, popcorn has its place at sporting events, but it's usually at the stadium. Yeah. That's, you buy it there. I've literally never gotten popcorn at a oh. hockey game or a baseball oh. game. Well, if you, Ever. the queen of sports. <laughs> hey, we have gone to a lot of hockey and baseball if, games. If you have never gotten yeah. popcorn, well, then uh, it's not popcorn. a thing. Yeah, I don't know what all those vendors are doing walking around. absurd. <laughs> <laughs> Chicken wings, <laughs> finally make the list. Sixth, six. Um, ice cream. What? No. Um, <laughs> this is a birthday party. In fact, in right? fact, now we're down to all desserts, cupcakes and cookies. Round no. out the uh, top ten and cookies. Super Bowl foods. Okay. I don't even think about desserts Where? on Super Bowl. It is. It's like savory. There, there's nothing sweet. That's weird. Uh, as for the bad foods, number one were uh, deviled eggs. That's blasphemy in our house. Right, that's oh. so good. Uh, second most avoided game day food on Super Bowl Sunday is garlic bread. <laughs> oh, that's a good idea, though. Well, yeah, what an oh. odd thing to avoid. I mean, it's garlic that, bread. I, that, it's an odd thing to serve. It's an odd thing to avoid. It is an odd thing to serve. If you went to, and there's no pasta. It's just this little yeah. garlic bread. <laughs> And it's and it's that it's that that where you buy it in the foil in the grocery store and heat yeah. it up kind. See, that's weird. But in, in yeah. a similar vein as pizza, you get the garlic bread sticks. Oh, and that's that seems yeah. to be more of like an appetizer type of thing. Uh, people go. also don't want at their Super Bowl party trail mix and uh, pretzels. Uh, yeah, no, those are just basic. Like, oh, we have these lying around. Let's yeah. get rid of them. <laughs> pretzels make me thirsty. They're stale. Yeah, those are dumb snacks for Super Bowl. Um, Do you know what I like? Pretzels. It, you know when you're sick and you just want something like salty and crunchy. If you don't have saltines, I'll t- I'll have some pretzels. Oh, I, I love pretzels. I just I'm not gonna think of them for the Super Bowl unless I'm sitting there on my sofa going pretzels. That sounds good. I just wouldn't put them on a list. President Joe Biden will not participate in the sit down with CBS News that would have aired ahead of Sunday's Super Bowl. No. This is the second year in a row Biden has snubbed the tradition. Although last year Fox had it and everybody thought it was because no oh, Fox, evil right wing Fox. That's why he's not going. No. He just can't form coherent sentences. They can't allow him to be there alone. Um, Of course, former President Donald (laughs) Trump skipped a pregame interview, too. This has become, it's like, it's just, it's the tearing down of institutions by both sides again. Uh, It's like going to the the White House after the team wins. Uh, If the team overwhelmingly likes the president's politics, they show up. If they don't, they... They don't show up. It's disgusting. It is disgusting. Uh, And so, uh, now that Trump is all but... He's not yet, but he's all but the Republican candidate. So that, yay, we get Biden versus Trump again. Uh, He has interviewed that, uh, hey, or he has indicated, hey, he'll do the interview. Uh, Trump said uh, yesterday, quote, Crooked Joe Biden (laughs) has just announced that he will not be doing the Super Bowl interview. Great decision. He can't put two sentences together. I would be happy to replace him. Would be ratings gold. He can't do it because he can't talk. I'll take his spot at the Super Bowl if they want. We'll get very good ratings. No word on if CBS. Oh, this is will, the only entertaining part about it. Take him up on uh, that. Which uh, brings us to our trailer update. Going down the trailer park and have myself a time. Famous faces everywhere. Rich folks with big reputations. Going down the trailer park and I waste up all my time. Apple gossip day or night. People shouting, that guy's trailer. Going down the trailer park so 
talking me to friends of mine. See, that's Travis, Kelsey, and Taylor Swift. So tra tail tra 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 trailer. I, we didn't make it up. The social media did. Roger Goodell, the commissioner of the NFL. Now that we're into Super Bowl week, all the, the press uh, conferences uh, come along, and uh, he pushed back in his yesterday against the claims that the league played a hand in securing Chiefs' victories so the sideshow of uh, Travis and uh, Taylor could continue through the season's final game. Well, what does he think he's going to say? He's not just going to admit that the NFL is rigged. Of course he's going to push back. <laughs> Stupid question. Uh, Roger Goodell said, quote, that's nonsense. It's frankly not even worth talking about. We see two people together having fun together. That's wonderful. I wish them well. They're both wonderful people. Wow, that was well written for him. Yeah, yeah of course it's nonsense. <laughs> Uh, he also went on to say that having Taylor Swift at games has been a positive for everybody. He says, quote, she knows great entertainment, and that's why she loves NFL football. That's great oh, entertainment. Oh, see, he had to say something nice about her. <laughs> and obviously it creates a buzz, and it creates another group of young fans. End quote. Followed by a chuching. <laughs> yeah, because it can't just be an organic no, thing that's happening. No, not at all. Meanwhile, the Las Vegas villa that Travis Kelsey uh, has rented out for the Super Bowl week has been pictured for the first time. Ooh. Most of his teammates are staying at the Westin Las Vegas Vegas Resort and Spa on the banks of Lake Las Vegas, which is 20 miles east of the Strip. The Niners are right next to him because they don't want the players anywhere near the Strip. Oh, God. <laughs> and the, these resorts, they still have, they have bars, they have oh, yeah. gambling, but they have the nice. whole resort. And you're not going out and you're not around drunk people and hookers. Yeah. And, they can contain uh, you more. Uh, yes. Um, now, it's, uh, by the way, it's, it's not unusual for certain players to stay in their own place during the Super Bowl, especially those of a higher caliber. Uh, so Travis Kelsey has booked a villa that sits on the water right next to the team's heavily guarded Hotel and the whole compound is being—it's it's private for both of these teams, and so he, Travis will um, will share the has these accommodations where he'll share with girlfriend Taylor Swift when she arrives. We think I mean, nobody really knows because remember she's flying in from Japan, so she gets in Saturday night. Yes, we presume she would go to his hotel that's right next to the or his villa. Sorry, it's right next to the hotel. What they do after the game, I don't know how long they're going to stay, etc. Right, and he can't have sex with her, right? Because that's throw your game off. Hopefully it makes it better. Yeah, I mean, is that a myth? Clear your head. No, no. Well, wait a minute. I don't know what you're asking. If they're a myth, I mean, there are there are idiotic players and fans who believe it matters whether or not you have sex before a, a game night. So yes, that exists. It is absolutely a myth that it has anything to do with the actual outcome of anything. Oh, I it's a superstition it, yeah. that is too so stupid, like all of them. I thought it was like not a not a medical thing, but like a. Um... Bad for your game. No, that's for what you to re like have a release or something. You need all the testosterone. Yes, that's whatever. what morons yeah. say. There's no proof to it. There, there's no indication of how many morons engage in this idiotic obsession from sex. I can't even, I'm making up words again. What's an obsession? I don't know. I like it though. It's like abstaining. You're obsessed with abstaining. There you go. That's why it made sense. You're such a moron. You're obsessed with abstaining from sex the night before a game. Ass session. The ass and ass session. There you go. Uh, the massive multi-story property has its own private driveway and separate cars for the use of the superstar tight end and Taylor when she arrives. Meanwhile, Chiefs quarterback Patrick Mahomes revealed that he actually rented an apartment in the area three months before the Super Bowl in order to save money because the, the prices shoot way up. Ooh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So he, I don't have all the details, but he's basically claiming that by just renting it for a few months and slowly moving things in so they'll be ready for the family, I'm paying less than if I would have just done it for uh, for the week or well, whatever. Well, and he needs to budget. Yes. I mean, 
times are tight. And then Travis talked about Taylor Moore, blah, blah, blah. Oh, we, we, sweet. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm, mm, mm. Uh, Brandon? Brandon? Uh, yes, Rob? Uh, uh, you want to play a game? Yeah, we, Would we, you like to play a well, game? Well, we could play a game. <laughs> uh-huh. We could like play Parcheesi play? or yeah. Solitaire. So no, no, but no, 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 no radio phones. contests. Uh, I have just learned that everything locally, which means all of our equipment in the house, is working great. Mm-hmm. So it is still something that's an outside issue. So uh, it looks like no games. Obviously, if a miracle happens in the next 30 minutes, we will play When Rob's Changed. I, not that I'm trying to you know force you to listen to us uh but i would not suggest <laughs> that you miss out because what if we do play mm-hmm. and you not only miss out on the guests you miss out on the mega clue mm-hmm. if the phones don't work then hopefully they will by tomorrow and we'll play uh, all our games again starting with when rob's change tomorrow morning at 6 30 rob anybody and dawn the rob anybody and dawn show Nothing says I hate myself more than waking up and watching this show. So get Rad TV now by heading to members.radradio.com. Two emails are AD at radradio.com. We got this one from uh, Julie. Hey, Julie. She says, Trump talking about Biden not making an appearance during the Super Bowl pregame show and how Trump would be ratings gold is more like Rob doing an impression of Trump is ratings gold. I was hoping Rob's impression of Trump would make an appearance soon. Looking forward to more opportunities for Rob to display exactly. his spot-on impression or impersonation of uh, Trump. It is tremendous. It is a tremendous impersonation. In fact, I can tell I need a little work. I haven't been doing a lot of Trump. Uh, I got work. I got the hand movements down. I'm not as good as that. What, hey, uh, hey uh, Shorty. Shorty in the other room. Uh, Shorty? Name? What, hey. What is the name of that tremendously <laughs> tremendous guy on Saturday Night Live who does me? Oh, something Johnson. He, he's Greg Johnson. Hey, <laughs> hey, you know that's the great thing. That's the great thing about being me. Women just walk right up to me and grab my Johnson. <laughs> he's great. I'm not great. I will be great. I mean, I'm great. The guy impersonating me, not great. James Austin Johnson. Hey, yeah, shut up, Austin. Liberal city. Liberal waste of time. Bunch of uh, bunch of bunch of commies. It's a sanctuary city. Uh, it's the most unsafe place in America. Uh, it's the home of Joe Rogan, though. Yeah, oh, Joe man. Rogan's a punk. <laughs> he, he should not be in Austin. If he was a red-blooded American. <laughs> Hold on, I'm having a Mitch McConnell. <laughs> if he was a red-blooded American, he'd be somewhere with, with, with cows. There's no cows in Austin. That's how you know it's, it's a liberal wasteland. And then we got a bunch of, uh, I'll keep working on it. Oh my I got to get my, get, 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 work the scab up. Okay. And more people writing in uh, asking me to do a politics show because I have nothing but time on my hands. I do this show. I do the sports show. Oh, yeah. I, run I have a an idea. Maybe you'll like. You said, what'd you say? Not till after Labor Day when it really heats up? Yes. I'm not. Yes. There's no way I'm doing anything until then. Okay. So then. When do we when do we vote? November sometime. Very good, okay. Don. Yes. <laughs> so maybe you just do three, right? There's one in September, one in October, and then one in November. Oh. Boom, bam, done. Not a bad idea. Uh, we'll, we'll see. And, and again, most of it's for my own mental health. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. A uh, couple more uh, uh, Super Bowl notes. We are into the trailer part. Travis uh, Kelsey and Taylor Swift. Uh, Jason Kelsey, the good Kelsey, the Hell manly, yeah. the manly Kelsey. Ooh, oh! Love you, Jason. Uh, has admitted that he thinks Taylor Swift is, quote, awesome. Awesome. Down to earth and a genuine person, end Aww, quote. Oh, yeah, you, Jason. That, of course, is because he's getting paid off as well by who knows what. <laughs> big record, big football. I don't, I don't know. Oh, 
Uh, But Jason, of course, will be at Allegiant Stadium on Sunday to cheer on Travis Kelsey with, uh, as they take on the Chiefs, uh, I'm sorry, as the Chiefs take on the Niners, and he'll be there with Taylor. They'll all be in the same. uh, Did you say big record? Yeah, I mean, we all know this is all all a tie-in, you know, to boost Taylor's career. So it's big record, big concert, it's big football, big beer. I don't know. (laughs) I'm so tired of this whole conspiracy story. Now. The Jason Kelsey story that is interesting that I actually do buy, and that I, I, I we've been talking about on the sports show that I do with Steve Mickelson as well, uh, which will be on in an hour, where we talk more sports stuff. But sometimes they intertwine because one of the one of the rumors that's out there is that you remember Jason Kelsey played center for the Philadelphia Eagles. He has a Super Bowl ring. He's a Hall of Famer, and he allegedly told his teammates after they were kicked out of the playoffs that that's it. I'm I'm done. He's never made it official. He has never actually. Retired. And then Jason, when he was on the field with Travis after the Chiefs clinched their uh, Super Bowl uh, victory or Super Bowl berth, whatever, he did say to multiple interview outlets, man, this is going to be hard to give up. Yeah. You know, you're down oh. here. and you're... I still buy the possibility of the reason Jason Kelsey has not officially retired from the Eagles is it all depends on what happens Sunday. I think, I, I mean, I really do believe if the Chiefs win, God help me, Mm. that Travis and Jason will retire together oh, that is so sweetest. that they go into the Hall of Fame together oh my gosh. and they ride the height of their popularity to, with the number one podcast in the country to whatever they're going to do. Yeah, Dawn's uh, uh, much wanted of oh, reality show. Please. Who knows? I mean, I, I am definitely leaning that direction. The unknown unknown is if the Chiefs lose... Do they do they get together and they have like have they already decided or do they want to wait and see what it feels like? Do they get together and go, I'm not going out like this. We're not going out like this. Or do they get together and go, Hey, we I've got two rings, buddy. I'm me, Travis. You know the 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 more effeminate one of the two of us. <laughs> you, the big bear of a man. You have one. I mean, why don't we? Why don't look? We're so popular. Why don't we just go ahead and retire? We're beating our. Or do they go? No, we're not going. To, that is, I cannot think of any reason why Jason is not retired other than they want to evaluate this uh, together after they know how the Super Bowl ends. What are the possibilities of Jason jumping ship and coming over to the Kansas City Chiefs, say they do lose, and joining Travis? Well, he's under contract oh, with is the he, So he's still with the Eagles? So if he yeah. retires... Yeah, the Eagles still own him if, oh. he, if he wants to play uh, in the NFL. Has he been with the Eagles the whole time? He has. Damn. That's amazing. Uh, also, Travis Kelsey has revealed what it's really like to date girlfriend Taylor Swift. Uh. Yeah. He did his press conference yesterday in, in Las Vegas. He told us what it's really like. Oh, my God. I'm so excited. <laughs> the 34-year-old gushed, and that is the right word. That is what Jason does. He yeah. gushes. No, not no I'm Jason. sorry. That's what Travis does. Oof, yeah, don't put no. that on Jason. No, 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 no. Jason God. grunts. Yeah, Jason yeah, grunts. Absolutely. Travis gushes. Yeah. He, he gushes out of his gash. He, uh, <laughs> he says he's, he's, quote, loving every minute of it. Oh, my God. Are you? Did he do, like, the heart sign? He says, man, I tell you what, it's a wild experience, but I'm enjoying and loving every bit I have. Uh, smiley face. But he shut down any potential surprises for uh, Taylor uh, as the days approached, uh, demanding that football is the only thing on his mind right now. So they, and I forget how the question was asked, but they asked him about anything, anything we might see, like on the field or Valentine's Day. So they went out that far, and he's like, I'm here about football. Who knows what he's got in mind, but he, he squashed that. Listen, I, I do enjoy him on their podcast. However, this is the manliest part of him is football. He gets rid of mm-hmm. football. I don't know what makes him manly then. I mean, that that's his saving grace to actually say he's a man. 
Um, Travis also confirmed he has heard bits of her upcoming album, The Tortured Poets what? Department. Which she, arrived, which she announced at the Grammys. Yeah. That's special. He says, quote, it's unbelievable. I mean, what's he going to say? I can't wait. Well, hopefully not unbelievable. <laughs> wait, actually? Yes, that, I, that's why I said, quote, it's unbelievable. I can't wait for her to shake up the world when it finally drops. Oh, God. Oh, my Lord. <sighs> now, <laughs> this, is, this is a little more Taylor than trailer, but uh, the uh, tortured poets department will be Taylor Swift's first batch of fresh material since... Her high-profile breakup from Joe Alwyn, who she dated for about six years. And if fans weren't expecting that her next album would include songs about the actor before, they definitely are now. As many have noticed an interesting parallel between the title and the singer's former love interest. When the, when the title was announced, a lot of us non-Swifties were like, what the hell is the Tortured Poets Department? What does that mean? Well... It all dates back to a December 2022 interview between Joe Alwyn and Paul Mescal, during which the two actors revealed that the name of their group chat is the Tortured Man Club. <laughs> Thus, you got the Tortured Man Club and the Tortured Poets Department. Uh. There's clearly some connection to Joe, who says, for the first time, we have some comments from Joe Alwyn, it would be shady for Taylor to diss him in any way, given that he has remained so stoically silent about their split. The name of the album is said to have raised alarm bells for Joe, who believes it is an undeniable reference to that group chat that he shares. Who'd you think you were dating? Yeah. I mean, come on, guy. I mean... What the hell's wrong with you? Yeah. Oh, because I've been... Uh, I, 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 I've taken the high road. Well, Lottie Dottie, good for you. Yeah, that's how people who have spent their entire career <laughs> gossiping about their former relationships react. Oh, wow, he's taking the high road and being silent. Uh, I'm not going to use all this material that I've written in my fam's wand. Right. Rob, anybody, and Dawn. The Rob, anybody, and Dawn Show. Welcome back to Rad Radio. As Rob likes to say, it is what it is. Ah. What are we doing here? What has happened to this show? Uh, we got a few emails here. RAD at uh, radradio.com. We were talking about a Super Bowl party, Super Bowl food, uh, things like that, traditions. Uh, and uh, Ryan wrote in. And again, it, it, these surveys, you, you don't know unless they're specifying Super Bowl parties, how many people are having people over? How many people are doing what my wife and I do? Just watch the game, but you to make it an event where you only have a couple people over. Uh, Ryan wrote in and uh, said, we've always had a uh, had chili as a tradition for the Super Bowl, served at halftime. Is that weird? No. no. I don't know. It's not weird. I've heard of that. I mean, I, again, how do you define weird? If, if weird is less than half the population does it, okay, why do you care? <laughs> yeah. uh, depending on where you live, something hot and hearty is almost always going to be good on, on Super Bowl Sunday. But yeah, I've heard of it. Chili's got a place with sports. Yeah, and you can always uh, do different things with chili. You can put it on hot dogs, make chili dogs out of it, and throw it on some nachos and just make it a little more tastier. It's, it's uh, we call it flexible. You can do different things with it, man. It's not one of those things that's out there. Like, oh, what's your Super Bowl tradition? Oh, we make Chateaubriand. Right. I mean, you know, that would be out there. We have sushi. You know, do whatever you oh, want. I want to go to your house. Yeah, but, oh, God. Um, oh, so uh, the, the, the dumb list we had today, uh, which it, they, they tried to make it like foods that are superstitious. No. Like, oh, it's a good superstition. It's a bad. No, they were just listing the foods that they like. But one of them that was in the top ten was popcorn. Which, that's Weird. Just, it's just a strange one to me. It really is. Uh, to say. to say, Like I said, look, if... if 
Christine and I are watching the game, and we suddenly go, popcorn sounds good. Okay, but I would never say to somebody. Oh, we got to have popcorn. Who, who says, so, you know, what What do you guys usually do on the Super Bowl? I, 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 you know, again, salsa and guacamole, maybe. That's on there. Uh, we, uh, wings are always considered uh, homemade mozzarella. Stick. I would never get to popcorn. Like, like if, if you're shopping at the grocery store. And you just happen to know, oh, you, you're in conversation, and you, oh, yeah, we're getting things ready for the Super Bowl, and you don't see the popcorn in their cart, you don't say, oh, my God, you're getting the popcorn, right? Right, right. It, you, it, you, if you don't see wings, you might say, are you guys not doing wings? Right, and, yeah. Uh, if, you, if you don't see bags of chips, you might say, do you guys not oh, do chips? Right, yeah, yeah. Never in your mind are you going to go, well, where's the pop secret? <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't see a bag of fresh kernels. What kind oh, of party is this? You are not the huh. fun house to go to. Yeah. You don't have the popcorn. Uh, this email says, uh, oh, and then remember they did their most hated foods or their bad luck foods. Uh, says popcorn makes it on the list as foods to have at a Super Bowl party, but not deviled eggs. What the F? I've never heard of popcorn at a Super Bowl party, and deviled eggs are the blank. Yeah, I, I love deviled eggs. I presume. I, I don't know. Are deviled eggs polarizing? My wife and I are obsessed with deviled eggs. I think eggs. they are. Yeah. Okay. I know I'm on an island, but I don't like deviled eggs. Oh. Because of the texture, I've always had a weird thing with, with raw eggs, and I know that oh. there's a ton of mayonnaise in, in it. But oh, yeah. I also know that there's a lot of newer recipes with like spiciness to it and, and other things that, that, that you can doctor up these eggs. I just I can't get past <laughs> the sulfur smell, Yeah. and I just never really got into them. Okay, so wait, Maybe wait, someday. wait. Okay. Okay, a couple, okay, the, the mayonnaise thing, right? That you said that, which yes. can't do anything about your hatred of mayonnaise. Nope. But, but um, I, I blend mine with 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 Dijon. Ooh, okay. I, you know, so you don't get as much mayonnaise. That's nice. But now the sulfur smell, like I can't help you there. But now, what what is the relation to deviled eggs and raw eggs? Well, I never, I always liked uh, scrambled eggs as I was growing up, and as I've gotten older, my palate has evolved, and I do like an over medium or sometimes over easy egg. But I just something like a hard boiled egg, just eating it without even. Uh, doing a deviled egg type of thing, just I can't wrap my head around it. It doesn't sound appealing or, or satisfying to okay, me. Okay, but so just so we clarify for other people, uh, deviled eggs, hard-boiled eggs, they're not raw. Right, right. Okay, but yeah. but so do you go nuts every morning when you see me eating three or four no, hard-boiled like, eggs? Like I said, I, I know that I'm on an island. It, it's just a, th a me thing, and I know that people love... Hard-boiled eggs and, and deviled eggs. It's just I will pass that at any event. Mm. So can you do an egg salad sandwich? No, no, no. no. Same oh, vein. It's I just too eggy. I love egg salad sandwiches. So remember, like when we were growing up, and this was part of the appeal. Well, I don't know. I won't speak for you, Rob, but the eggs. I mean, you just you brought them out, right? The deviled eggs, and of course they sit there. So at some point they become warm. They're oh. they're like room temperature, but you still love them. But I think that is that has to be something. That people had an issue with because now you'll hmm. see the trays they make where they're they're shaped like the egg and you put the ice in it and then the deviled egg tray on top of it so they stay cool as they're sitting at the table. That's funny. We have you those know? trays. So, we yeah. don't you do the ice. That's stupid. <laughs> yeah. I don't like cold deviled eggs. So they sit out intentionally until they're just they have a chill on them, but I don't like them room temperature either. So they have to go back in the fridge. Yeah. So. No, I think that it, it throws me off if it is indeed cold. I don't. They're not, they're not good. I, no, they're when not. When I eat, when I eat my hard boiled eggs in the morning, they sit out for like an hour and a half. Yeah. So that they're not cold. They're still a little chill there, for but as, not cold. As weirded out as I get with food, I I need them room temperature. See, with deviled eggs for me, they're always a hit and miss because I I love deviled eggs if they're made correctly. Because some people make the the inside of the deviled part of the egg. 
usually a little too bland. Like they don't put enough relish or onion in there or paprika. Relish? Yeah, you put relish and onion no. in it. Oh no. my God, I love it with no. sweet relish. And you get that no. crunch and it's a little no. sweet. Oh, no. hell I, yes. I no. You know what? Honestly, That's awful. I've never had that before. No, I've never heard I of that. I don't want it. Yeah. But I've, I've never seen oh, that. I, I, Good. Kyle had me until he went to the relish <laughs> and the onions because I, I, I've made the mistake. I don't know why. Like there's a there, uh, my wife does this. I think I learned it from my wife. You know how you start to pick up traits from your from your person after <laughs> oh, yes. years. Oh yes. My my wife insists there's a there's a grocery store that I frequent and you know in their bakery area they make uh, soft pretzels. And like 2 years ago they did something they changed the 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 recipe. And I and she would ask me if I was going shopping after the show and hey, grab me a pretzel and I bring it home and it would and she <laughs> She take like a bite. And go, oh yeah, I like that. And every time I go to the store, she wants me to get a pretzel, and I'm like, babe, you don't eat them. You never. So set that precedent is I, I have done this to myself so many times where I I'm in the similar area. Yeah, the ready to go, made to go food, and I see deviled eggs, and I go, yeah, I don't really feel like making them, but that sounds good, and they're always bland. Yep. And it doesn't matter the store. You gotta spice mm-hmm. it up. They don't. Yeah, you gotta frank it up. They, I so dump something. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. I, it's like so that's yeah. so the Dijon is what makes it for, for oh, me on ours. Yes, but yes. but I and I've tried adding that to there. No, it's no good. All right, Eric wrote in because one of the foods that was considered bad luck at a Super Bowl party or dumb was something I'm like, why why do they make garlic bread was on the list. Yeah, that's all right. Uh so Eric says, I don't care what the situation is. If garlic bread is around, I'm gonna eat it. <laughs> if my mom were beat to death with a loaf of garlic bread and was served at her funeral, I would eat it. <laughs> Is there dipping sauce involved? I, I, is it that just, is, a, it's just so like, random. It is. I mean, I'm kind of with Eric. I, who turned down garlic bread? I just don't know why it's just sitting out at a <laughs> Super Bowl party. That it would that it would make the survey like that. <laughs> Logan says a Super Bowl food we do in our household is we take French fries, we put a bunch of nacho cheese on them, and then some pulled pork. We call them hog fries. Yeah, oh, wow. that sounds great. Yeah, it does. Why not? Oh. Uh, what my wife and I like to do is eat popular foods from the two cities who are playing in the Super Bowl. That's no, that's too foody for me. Clam chowder. I don't know. Is yeah, that, I, I love clam chowder. I, I would. Yeah, but not on that. Super Bowl Sunday. Well, I'm just saying. You say, oh, yeah, I'm clam chowder. I love, I love sure. clam chowder. I don't mind a clam chowder. I was being specific mm. to what the topic oh. is, which is it on Super Bowl. So how about some ribs? Since Kansas City is one of the five Ooh. barbecue capitals oh, yeah. of the world. There I'm you thinking go. you can make a garlic bread bowl and put clam chowder in it too. And I'm, I'm, oh. I'm thinking you can just make the food you always make. And yeah. I, I, I don't need, I don't like, I don't like contrived things like that. Okay, honey, let's plan <laughs> Super Bowl menu. Uh, okay, so uh, Tampa Bay is playing this year. What, what do you? Oh, what do fish. Oh, I fish. guess we're gonna have fish. Uh, mm-hmm. Alligator. Uh, ooh, gator bites. Yeah. Uh, so uh, every morning at six thirty and nine thirty, we play Win Rob's Change. Nope, nope, no phones. And uh, at six thirty this morning, we found out. Oh, the phones don't work. And I know what you're thinking. By the way, you're thinking, Rob, you're such a consummate professional. Why don't you do like pilots do? Pilots fly multiple times a day. They do not take off. Until they do a checklist to make sure everything works. They don't even they don't even put the keys in the ignition. <laughs> Until they go bing boom bing boom boom. How do you not double check every morning that everything is working? And my answer to you is because we take things for granted. <laughs> so we found out when we played uh, Win Rob's Change at six thirty, phones no no bueno. We can call out, <laughs> lucky us, uh, but you can't call us. So it looks like it's an official clean sweep for the day. Hopefully, is it looking good, Brandon, for tomorrow? Uh, we should. Okay. Yeah, I'm gonna be. Uh, if I can't get it figured out in the first half of the day, I'll be coming back later oh. today to make sure it's done. Oh, lucky oh, you. Brando. So hopefully, all of our games return tomorrow, which would mean the next time we play is Win Rob's Change tomorrow morning at six thirty. Rob, anybody. anybody. 
Eddie and Dawn. The Rob, Anybody and Dawn Show. Rad Radio. Then it was bad radio. Now it's just awful. This is the Rob Anybody and Dawn Show. Uh, we got this email, rad at radradio.com. Usually at this time, we would be getting ready to go into Win Rob's Change, which we do every morning at 6.30 and 9.30, and we are all anxiously uh, working our way towards the amount and the winner of the Mega Bucket, uh, which Michelle, the pressure cooker calculator, has been writing the clues for. And uh, she told us that if we don't get a winner with the next guess, that the Mega Clue will be given out. I still think clue number 26 was a mega clue for people that are following along. But she claims that the next clue, if we don't get a winner the next time we play, is the one that really should point everybody who's been following along to to know the to know the the answers or at least something about the answer. But our phones don't work. We we're pretty sure it's weather related from the storm. It's not us. We have completely uh, uh, checked out all of every everything in the rad radio side of things is working great. Good. So we're waiting for the other people down the line to get their crap together. And of course, wait on other people. Yeah, they're working <laughs> with all sorts of other people. You know, for us, we're just sitting here. It's like, it's like you know, every, any attorney, if you talk to any, any attorney, they'll say, well, every client thinks they're the most important ones. And so, of course, we're sitting here going, fix our phones. And, and you know, <laughs> phones and internet companies and tech people are like, there's only like thousands of you that we're trying to help. So we're, we're all, so Michelle, the pressure cooker calculator, has written in. And says, this no-phone situation blows. I know it sucks more for the maggots who have worked so hard on my clues and desperately want to play when Rob's change and try to win the generous amount of money that you, Rob, have loaded into the mega bucket. But selfishly, I wanted to hear the guesses and reveal the mega clue that I worked so hard on, unless, of course, we get a winner with the next guess. Damn you, phone lines. Damn you. This is why you can't trust big phone. Yep. Uh, backlash over landlines disappearing. Uh, so hopefully we will uh, play WinRops Change again tomorrow morning at 630. Talking about Super Bowl, Super Bowl party, Super Bowl food, whether you're having a party or just hanging out with uh, friends or maybe a couple family members. And deviled eggs came up. Uh, as uh, one of the foods that a lot of people in a, in a new survey say, uh-uh, no, I don't, I don't want those. Oh, they're amazing. And we started talking about like three out of four of us uh, like uh, deviled eggs. Brando, not so much. <laughs> not my thing. Um, although uh, nobody wants Kyle's deviled eggs except Kyle. Yeah, I question oh. if he actually likes deviled eggs. I, that know, doesn't sound like a deviled egg. It yeah. is. It's Honestly. delicious. And I got the recipe from my mom, so and, um, you thank her. Uh, the, uh, the, the deviled eggs, they do have a lot of, a lot of different things you can do to them. Um, I mean, do whatever, whatever you want. I, I did a couple years ago. Um, it was really kitschy to try out the uh, the fried chicken skin. Oh, yeah. Oh. And it's really good. It's just I just don't need it that mm. often. No, I it's want a, a traditional egg. Whatever. Deviled egg. Hello. Hi. I lost my word. And the problem, of course, with that is what is traditional because, you know, in Kyle's family, it's his mom's uh, eggs. <laughs> and, and a lot of people don't do like I do the Dijon mustard. In, in deviled eggs. That's why they're bland when you get them at the store. Yeah. But you got to have mustard. No, you don't got to. That's the thing. Uh, That's the traditional thing. deviled egg to who? mustard. To who? And where we part ways is what kind of mustard. But you, mayonnaise and mustard, they're, they're like the basic. You start there. And sometimes people start and end there and they just do salt and pepper. Um, this uh. is uh, from uh, b- 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 No Name. 
says, uh, on deviled eggs, we are with Rob. We like to mix in Dijon or maybe even a touch of horseradish. Oh, And we yeah. also like chopped jalapenos oh, to add texture. No, now it's yeah, not a, absolutely. No, it's not a deviled egg now. I would try that. Yes, it is. Yeah. They, they add everything to deviled eggs. No. Yes, I don't that like is, it. That's a deviled egg. Well, fine, you don't eat don't it like then. It. Well, fine. of course I don't eat it, but I don't like that they add extra things. Yes, why, why do that? It's just a deviled egg. <laughs> Uh, that is wrong for all of you that are listening that are trying to get into deviled course, egg land. Of course it's wrong if you want something different, <laughs> See, I but like, it's wrong that you want something different. I like the jalapeno thing because, like, like Kyle, you're doing onions, and I love onions, but I'm like, no. I love the crunch idea, but jalapeno, I like Yeah, that, you know what? I might substitute some jalapenos instead of the onions now mm-hmm. because I really do like the saltiness of the jalapenos, too, and give it yeah. a little bit of spice. It mixed well with the pickled relish. No, you guys, I swear to God, it adds a slight little hint of sweetness. You don't taste relish. It it blends together really well. You say that, but you haven't had it. Okay, listen, work on Rob, because you'll never get me to try this. I hate sweet relish. Hate it. I'll just trick you. I will know, and it'll be disgusting. No, it won't. Um, For you, it's not. Why can't you like it and me not? Because you haven't tried it. <laughs> um, I don't need. I have tried sweet relish and I hate it. Um, ah! Bailey wrote in and said, "Kyle's got it. Sweet relish all the way." Uh, but I also uh, make a second batch with dill. My family has split tastes. No, oh, okay. I oh. like dill relish, but I don't want it in my devil days. Now there, there is something I would consider. I would consider similar to the jalapeno idea, chopping up a dill pickle. Gotcha. Into very small little bites again for that for that texture that crunch mm. and not on a regular basis it would be like a hey let's try this kind you, of you thing. just don't need texture or crunch it's just well, fine the way it is well you know what you know what uh, steak steak doesn't need anything other than olive oil salt and pepper true sometimes I want a Cajun steak so I do something different with that's it that's fine sometimes I put blue cheese on it sometimes I put a sauce on it that is fine same thing with a deviled no, egg no in the world of deviled eggs no, no there's no change that needs to happen no that's no, by the way I, no change needs to happen in my steak examples I never use the word need but sometimes I want that and it tastes okay. very good good but the for basis you. of a great steak is good. olive oil salt and pepper we're speaking different languages no, I not. say no no we're talking food I say no I don't care what you, you say. You can do whatever. I will. What? I'm a grown man. I don't care what you say. Yeah. Okay. Oh, we both no. don't care what each other says yet. We okay. do a talk show okay. where we have okay. to talk to each That's other. That's mature. That's real mature. Well, you really. started it. Really, you don't care. You started it. And I'm finishing it. No, you're not. You're wrong. I, you're wrong. You're wrong. You're wrong. You are wrong. You're wrong. You're wrong. I could do this all day long. You're the you're most the wrong. wrong. You're, you're the, the wrongest of the wrong times a gazillion. Well. And you're that times infinity. Whatever. You lose. Whatever. You lose. <laughs> so you do you lose. guys use uh, relish in your um, egg salad sandwiches at all? Oh, my mm. God. No. I'm, not, because... I'm not a big egg no. salad sandwich guy. I but but Don salad. is. Yeah, but, uh, like no. chick- I, I do make a chicken salad sandwich, and I might use uh, 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 relish in there, but not eh, not as a thing. That would be like a like with the deviled eggs. Like uh, maybe, yeah. maybe today. A- you know, egg maybe. salad sandwiches are basically deviled eggs. Yes. Me. Okay. And there's mayonnaise. There's mustard. There's salt and pepper. That is it. And relish. No. Um, Christine says, no. for deviled eggs, I chop up pickles, put them into my deviled eggs mixture. I also do a larger mustard to mayo ratio. One time I smashed up half an avocado and put that in the filling. Oh. Okay, now I have had. No, 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 wait. I've had where you put avocado on a piece of bread and then like... um. Uh, uh, egg, egg salad, salad. Mm. but then I've also had where someone will take a slice of avocado and put it on top of a deviled egg. That's fine. 
That's fine. Now she's putting avocado in the yeah, actual deviled egg. I don't egg. want it in it. No. I, no. Look, I, look I, I have no problem with avocados, and I, like, I love guacamole, but avocados to me are fairly bland. I need, I need more than that in, in my deviled egg. That's, that's, I'm not, that doesn't do anything for me. Well, you know, I hope they're doing something to the avocado, right? Like putting a little sea salt on it or something? Uh, Rustin says, uh, one word for making deviled eggs, wasabi. So good. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe. Oh, now, now, now we've got Brandon. Well, see the <laughs> other the other suggestion of wasabi and jalapeno uh, pieces that that has my interest. I would try that, and if it has wasabi, I will try that too because it hits those taste buds that will cancel out the creaminess that I don't necessarily like of those eggs. Uh, Meg just wrote in real quick. Says uh, Rob and Dawn, you two sound like my nine and ten year old boys arguing over which Pokemon is better. I have tears. I'm laughing so hard. Rob, anybody, and Dawn. The Rob, Anybody, and Dawn Show. New Year, same crap in the stupid store. Rad stuff, bad stuff, food stuff. Get yours now at radradio.com. Now we got this email, rad at radradio.com from James. Hey, James. Says that bit of Rob and Dawn fighting, you shut up, no, you shut up, needs to go on YouTube. It was so damn funny. <laughs> yeah, hilarious. <laughs> people with a lack of logic just can't handle it. People with a lack of logic. By the way, we're about 10 minutes away from actual logic. Two men talking about uh, sports. Uh, Steve Mickelson and I will do the Yawn. Mixed Picks uh, sports show. Thanks, Don. <laughs> Uh, on Rad TV, members.radradio.com, on the Rad Radio app, and in Sacramento on 104.7 FM 890 AM. By, by the way, Steve and I, uh, we cracked the code yesterday on that stupid conspiracy over the Super Bowl logo, which I have heard no explanation from anyone for the entire season. Well, we already know it's going to the Super Bowl, the colors of the logo, they were printed out in September. <laughs> They're red and purple. Obviously, it's the Niners and the Ravens. And right up until that championship weekend, Niners and Ravens, uh, red gosh. and purple. And then the Ravens lose. And nothing. It does total, total silence. <laughs> we figured it out. Uh, Steve and I were talking about, you know, obviously Steve uh, has all this uh, history of uh, managing sports books. So we, we talk about sports betting occasionally on the, on the Mixed Picks show. And somebody wanted to know about the prop bets, and which used to be the fun ones. Uh, including uh, things like, uh, you know, how long is the national anthem going to go? What, what will Usher's first song be? In? Mm-hmm. You know, you, the only way you can do them now for the most part is you got to do them in offshore betting sites, which technically is illegal. But it's still fun to talk about them. Uh, and one of the big ones used to be, what is the color of the Gatorade that's going to get poured on on the, the, the coach? And uh, obviously you would think it's going to be red this year because yeah. both the teams are, are red. That'd be odd if it isn't. But – uh, the guy who runs MGM Bet, which is their online uh, uh, betting sports betting thing, says that the favorite color, the favorite to be co- the color of Gatorade at this year's game is purple. What? There you go. Oh, yep. Taylor's favorite. So there, see, we all they knew all along. It was always going to be the Chiefs and Niners. That's the red, but you have to have a contrasting color. White doesn't really work. Ooh, yeah, 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 yeah. So if it's purple Gatorade, we uh, or, we know it was supposed to be the Chiefs and Niners from the or, beginning. Or. It was going to be the Ravens, and then Taylor came along. But ah, they already bought the Gatorade. There you go. Or they no, it, no, no. You were you were you were on it. It was going to be Niners Ravens. Taylor Swift came along. They switched they switched it to Chiefs Swift, Niners, yeah. and then they went out and bought all the purple Gatorade because that's oh, how. Oh yeah yeah ooh. Or something, game. something like that. Yeah. Um. Anyways, that's on the mixed fix show. Okay, back to uh, uh deviled eggs. Amazing what this what takes over this show. Uh, Michelle wrote in and said this egg discussion has me reminiscing about my Nana's olive and egg salad. 
She would make a traditional egg salad, but add in some chopped green olives and a little bit of the olive juice. Not too much of either. Mm. Then she would make grilled sandwiches out of it. Butter the bread, grill the sandwich. I know it sounds weird, but it was delicious, and now I'm craving grilled olive and egg sandwiches. Mm. I mean, I gotta <laughs> tell you, minus the grilled, that actually doesn't sound bad. Minus the grilled? Oh, it gets the bread all crunchy. Why wouldn't you want it grilled? You're just grilling the bread. Yeah. Okay. You're not cooking the interior. Okay. Yeah. Then, uh, yes. But the green olive in there with a little bit of the juice. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, 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 mean, I thought I wouldn't go away from my traditional egg salad, but that one got me. Uh, now, uh, what she still is refusing to go away from is her, her definition, and it is only her definition of a traditional devil day. Yes, absolutely. If I ruled Which, the world, this is right. all you'd all be able allowed to have. And and the problem with that is then that... that <laughs> There, we do know what traditions are. You have family traditions, right? But yeah. a traditional deviled egg, because Dawn kept screaming, a traditional deviled egg is mayonnaise and mustard and, and whatever. Salt and pepper. Whatever else. Yeah, okay. And then I said, well, you, first of all, I don't know if that's traditional. Okay, maybe some smoke pack Uh Okay. Yeah, sure. Okay. okay. So yes. it's so, but, but there we go. Mayonnaise, and, mayonnaise and mustard and then a few the little things that right. Dawn but would But not crab or bacon or avocado or relish or I don't, whatever, pickles, cucumbers, whatever garbage you want to add. Now, I, you know, no. when you get into traditional, usually you're talking about like how, how you know, there, there is a way certain things were made, are made, and then they're bastardized maybe, for, by example. So deviled eggs uh, did some research. The dish's origin can be seen in recipes as far back as ancient... Rome. Very simple. Cut them in half and fill them with the yolk mixed with other ingredients. It's kind of the very vague thing that they started with. Yeah, they didn't have mayonnaise and mustard back then. Recipes for hard-boiled eggs uh, stuffed with herbs, cheese, and raisins Uh, can be found in the uh, cookery uh, texts of medieval European cuisine. Of course. The earliest known recipe for stuffed eggs and the one that most closely resembles the modern-day deviled egg shows up in the uh, 13th century cookbooks of Spain. Boiled egg yolks mixed with cilantro, pepper, onion juice, oil, and salt. And the earliest known American recipe for deviled eggs was printed in the Montgomery Advisor, a local news publication in Montgomery, Alabama, in 1877. First known recipe to suggest the use of mayonnaise. There we go. As an ingredient in deviled (laughs) eggs. Uh, It wasn't until 1896 that anyone uh, added in mustard. There there we go. It started, so no, no. That's where it starts and that's where it ends. There you go, nowhere. Um... (laughs) So the traditional American <laughs> deviled egg would be mayonnaise only. That's fine. And no mustard. That's so fine. There you go. So there's oh. your traditional. Fine. Original. At least it doesn't involve all the other garbage y'all have been spewing out. And and then and then uh. you can add other things to it. Much like traditional pizza was just cheese. You know what? Some And then we started adding other uh, toppings to it. Like some, pineapple. Some sure. change is good. But then there are things that just need to stay the same. Like a deviled egg. Hmm. God. Like, like who can go into whose bathrooms? No. Yeah. No. I am talking. Listen. <laughs> or right on the bus. Listen. Water there's so many other separation. things that can Vote. change hmm. that used to be, I guess, tradition. Hmm. And it's good they changed. But it isn't good that you're trying to change the deviled egg. It doesn't advance in society. It doesn't help society. It ruins <laughs> society. This is like the Oreo thing. Oh. We're not We're not getting rid of the the deviled egg. We are the deviled egg still exists. The mayonnaise mustard deviled egg. You know what? We're enhancing it no, with other that's right. things. Sometimes you're telling it it's not good enough the way it is. Some, it's not. Sometimes, sometimes it's uh, not. Sometimes it's exactly what I want. Oh my god! You guys, you know what? Y'all needed to be told no more often, and and just because I said so. That's it. No, and because I said so. But there's no with logic the to that. I, I don't care. I I, I don't. Oh my, I, you're not even allowed to back talk once I tell you because I said so. Well. 
Uh, Unless I get a logical uh, answer, I will continue to beat people down. You probably actually said that at the age of seven. Yes. Until I get a logical answer, Mom and Dad. Oh, my mother will regale you with stories of what a pain in the ass it was to Uh, try to taste things like because I said so. That doesn't work, Mom. Come up with something else. Can we all agree on one thing with deviled eggs? Uh, Is that the aftermath is a little disturbing? You know what? This is like the spicy wing thing. No, I don't. I don't. There must be something about my system. I don't. I don't have any effects from spicy food, and I don't. I don't stink. Really, you don't have to like open your door and your windows in your bedroom because the smell is just so. Rob, you're a robot. Ah, That explains everything. It's when it's the wrong uh, oil weight that I have problems. Uh, if uh, if you're watching us on Rad TV, stick around. Remember, Tech to You Tuesday is at 11 a.m. Uh, with Ian from Tech to You, and in mere moments, the Mixed Pick Sportscast with Steve Mickelson and I. For the rest of you, hopefully our phones will work, and we'll be back tomorrow morning. Okay, that does it. Screw you guys, I'm going home. Talking poo is where I draw the line. Go on and go home, you fat chicken. Bye, diddly eye. So long. God bless you. Goodbye. Bye-bye, Homer. Take care. Adios. So long. Very well. Dar. Bon voyage. Toodle-oo. Ah, so long. Bye-bye. Ta-ta. Bye, everybody. Bye-bye. Sayonara, dude. So long. Bye-bye. Bye-bye now. Bye. See you. Bye. Bye-bye. Ha-ha. So long, stink town. Well, goodbye. Don't think it hasn't been a little slice of heaven, because it hasn't. God bless the United States. Rob, anybody, and Dawn. The Rob, anybody, and Dawn Show.